0: If you're a Disney Plus subscriber and you're watching The Mandalorian, Jack and I have a podcast for you. Every week we'll discuss the latest episode of The Mandalorian and talk about other great content and maybe some not so great content on Disney Plus as well. As two lifelong Star Wars fans we have a ton of fun geeking out over all the little details of the show and we want you to join us every Monday. So search for Disney Plus Reviews. That's Disney P-L-U-S Reviews. Hey Phil, how about that Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda says it's a podcast.
1: At Sif Pop.
0: We're your movie friends. And are friends really friends? If you don't know them, so grab a popcorn. And head over to our row. So we can chat movies. Like friends do. There's always room. For more movie friends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome. 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 To the writer's room. Well Welcome to Sif Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And today I'm joined by two Sif Pop writers. I got Mike. What up, what up? I'm also joined by Chantal. Hey, how's it going? Really excited to have you guys back on the show. Both of them, uh, Chantal, you've been on, I think, three times before, right? Yeah, I think it's been three times already. Yeah, and what's the was the last time we talked, was that Titanic, or was that like two times ago?
1: I think that was two times ago. The last time we talked, it was about Scooby-Doo. Oh, Scooby-Doo stuff. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Good very very similar things, Ninety Scooby-Doo movies and the Titanic, so. Um. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and mike you were last on i think for another tv catch-up right yep
2: uh and then we talked about specifically the uh ranking the streaming services oh that's uh, why we did do that yeah that was a interesting conversation
0: yeah yeah and uh look i'm just saying i've definitely had some changes of opinion um In the last couple months so mostly just like you know it's 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 coming crunch time for like paramount plus and like for renewing that in like halo so (laughs) fair fair i will i'll give you that yeah um We'll see. Um, Anyway, so Mike and Chant all that we all write for Sifpop.com. We do movie reviews, best ever challenges, lots of other interesting movie-related articles. Make sure to check out the website, Sifpop.com, to keep up with all that. Um, We're recording on Friday, which is the the day that we had one of my favorite BECs ever come out, um, best ever facial hair. Um, That was a heck of a lot of fun. Um, It was also fun. Quite the list, yeah. Well, normally we also rank the films in terms of, like, how good the film is, not necessarily the aspect of the thing that it is. But it seems like for this one, I think we actually rank, ranked it off of the facial hair, not not the film that the facial hair is in. So um, which which then to me sounded like a travesty because the Bearded Lady and the Greatest Showman was like near the very bottom of the honorable mentions. And I'm like, how is that not like number three? Come on. Like <laughs> anyway. So but that's what that's just what happens when we get to opinion, you know. True. So, mm-hmm. Very true. Um, and I didn't, you know, try to argue the case until everything was already finalized. So. Anyway, uh, that was a lot of fun though. Uh, on the show, though, on the podcast today, we'll talk about uh, coming attraction. Three movies coming out this week uh, for you to consider giving your money to or your time to. Uh, and then we'll give our thoughts on uh, some TV that's out. And we'll uh, we'll do a B plot. And we thought uh, I thought it might be fun if we have to make a Mount Rushmore of TV shows. So four um, goats, um, and specifically one for each genre: comedy, crime, and drama, and animated, which will also be fun since some, since some of those are overlapped if we really want to wiggle in you know like two uh you know like simpsons and bob's burgers or something like that you know we can wiggle one of those in the comedy it'll be fun to talk about when we get there uh and we'll wrap up with a spin-off but first as a as always we got to get a chance to uh re-familiarize with our writers um you've both been on the show before uh mike relatively recently i mean chantal also i think it was kind of back-to-back weeks it was very close together um so i thought you know it's been recently enough um Let's do a list of shame game as opposed to the usual questions. So I've asked you guys to come with three films, um, two that you have seen and one that you haven't, and the other two of us are going to have to guess uh, which one of the three um, that you that you have not seen. Uh, Mike, let's start with you. What are the three movies that you brought?
2: So the common thread that I had for my three movies, I, I read an article recently uh, since the Academy Award uh, nominations were just announced, and I read an article about controversial Best Picture winners. Ooh. So the three I picked for those, and this is just a matter of opinion for the article, and I kind of tend to agree with most of them. But mm-hmm. uh, Shakespeare in Love, Crash, Green Book.
1: Ooh, um, that's, that's, I don't know.
0: It's really challenging. Ooh, that's a great, I, I mean, that's a great, yeah, three pretty controversial. Controversial. Yeah. And three that they it's really like,
1: are.
0: I have no idea where to start. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Same. How? Um, All right, I have
0: my guess. Um, yeah, I'm going to guess I Crash. My... What, do you, what are you guessing? I am going to say Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love, that was my guess. Oh, Crash? So why you pick? Why, why? do you think that Crash he hasn't seen?
1: Um, I don't know. I think he has seen Crash oh you think i'm saying i'm saying i think he he, hasn't
0: seen shakespeare in love you think he hasn't seen shakespeare in love okay yeah so why why do you think that
1: i i don't it just i don't know the when he said it it just i don't know it just didn't sound it sounded kind of off in a way i just feel like it doesn't seem like his type of genre in a film or you know like for him to watch like I don't mm-hmm. think he would have been like, oh, I have to see Shakespeare in Love. Like, I just didn't see that being like maybe like a top pick of a movie he would want to see. So that that was my guess.
0: <laughs> I, p- I picked Crash because I think that Shakespeare in Love was such a big phenomena, especially when it won. And it's been in the cultural zeitgeist for so long. I mean, it's even like uh, in the first scary movie. I mean, that's the movie that they're in when Brenda gets killed. And it's like, like, it, it just interesting the ways that that movie has kind of permeated culture, and I feel like it's such a controversial controversial pick that Mike would be interested in watching it just to just to be able to say, either affirm the Academy's uh, choice, to be like, no, it actually is deserving of Beck's picture, or, um, you know, kind of like how I feel about The Shape of Water, like, no, that's actually a really great film that deserves it, um, or to be like, yeah, I watched it, and yeah, I think, was, was that uh, Saving Private Ryan year? Is that why yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah or like no saving private ryan really should have one so all right time for the answer mike which is the one of the three that you oh and um green book is just too recent um yeah yeah it's just too recent what's the one of the three that you haven't seen
2: you're both unfortunately wrong it was green book wow i have i have not seen um so, the, the logic behind uh, seeing Shakespeare in Love already, that's, that is true because I saw Saving Private Ryan. I was rooting for Saving Private Ryan to win the best picture. And then when Shakespeare in Love won, I was like, okay, this should be something that's groundbreaking and that should be something, this should be amazing. And then I watched it and it was fine. It, you know, it's, it's perfectly fine. But w- was it best picture worthy? No. No, not in my opinion. And then for for Crash, I liked Crash. I thought Crash was was good. It had some good moments in it. Um, it just it just didn't resonate with me the same way that Brokeback Mountain mm. did. And even I just remember watching that broadcast, and Jack Nicholson just it, you could just feel him rolling his eyes when he just read Crash uh, on on the envelope. He's just like why. What what if is it was
0: the, what it, if it was the that. same films released in twenty let's say eighteen? Um, you know, Crash versus Brokeback Mountain, absolutely Crash would have, or uh, Brokeback Mountain would have won. But it's just you know, two thousand five. Like yeah. we've come a long way for LGBTQ mm. rights. Like this, you know, two thousand five. Like come on, um, yeah, we should have done better, you know. But I haven't seen Crash, so actually. I haven't seen any of the three movies on your list of shame. <laughs> there you go. Well, so I've
1: seen, nice. yeah, I've seen Crash, I've seen Crash, and and then yeah, I've seen Green Book. Yeah. I haven't seen I Shakespeare just, I, in
0: Love yet. I can't do Green Book. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's I, great, but I can't, I can't not think. How did this lose to La La Land? You know, for, <laughs> I for the entire, asleep, However so. long the runtime is, <laughs> I fell asleep watching <laughs> it. Nice. Oh uh, well, Chantal, what are you, that's great, Mike. Uh, what are your what are your three films that you're bringing to the table?
1: Um, My three are um, The Godfather, Boondock Saints, and Parasite.
0: Hmm. All right, Mike, you want to take first crack at this one? I'll take first crack. I'll go
2: Boondock Saints um, because... One of these things is not like the other. (laughs) Yeah, that is the best way way to put that um, because I, I feel like most people who love film had to have come across the godfather at some point or another um Mm. and and parasite um parasite just had that magical run through through award season that i feel like everybody who just was interested in either award season or just international film or just wanted to see something interesting and unique i feel like most people caught that especially when it uh went
0: on hulu Uh, Right, right around, right right after the Oscars, I think. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it came on like a week later. Yeah, and then there's the Boondock Saints, and then I'm gonna pass it to Aaron. Here's my guess. I think it is The Godfather because Parasite is too too big and too recent, and Boondock Saints is a great like turn it on and have a good time. It's a great like here here's the way that everybody sees the Boondock Saints is that somebody came up to you and said, "Hey, we're watching this movie tonight," and you're like, "Sure," and like. It's, it's just a good time but the Godfather is a three hour slow burn of a movie and there's also extra baggage because if you watch the first one, how do you not then just watch the trilogy all of them are at least three hour films and then if you also want to go ahead and watch the re-edit the Godfather coda now you got to watch it a fourth three hour film um, it's it's such a load I mean it's it's like it's like who you understand um, I, I understand when people haven't seen the Lord of the Rings movies. Because it they're especially the extended editions because they're just so long, and it's like, sure, you should probably change that, they're great movies, but like, it's a lot of baggage. Um, so, so I'm gonna go ahead and guess The Godfather.
1: Well, um, actually, it was Mike, Mike was right, it was Boondock Saints. I've never seen Boondock Saints, (laughs) that's like the one movie I was like. It's just, I don't know. It's like, I I have my friends that tell me, they're like, hey, it's like you, they were like, you'll love it. You'll love it. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's just not like my cup of tea. It's just, I I just, I don't know. I just can't do it. (laughs) I just can't do it.
0: It's a fun time, but one thing is going to be better if you don't watch it alone the first time, you know? Got it. So, so your friends that keep telling you to watch it, like be like, so come over one day and let's watch it.
1: Exactly. I don't want to be left alone in that experience.
2: Yeah. The. The first time that I saw the Boondock Saints, all the guys in my fraternity were saying that it's the greatest movie ever. And I'm mm-hmm. saying, those are pretty high expectations. And when I said, like, I enjoyed it, it's fine, it's not, like, going to be one of my favorite movies, they, like, shunned me for a week. Because I mm-hmm. I didn't, I just, I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was, like, life-changing or anything like that. Like, they built it up to be. Right. I kind of had that same experience with Donnie Darko as well, like, Similar, similar time frame, and just everyone was saying, go watch this. This is, it's really great. Or have you seen this yet? And then when I watched it, I was like, it's, it's
0: good. That's
2: it. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't fault. Can't fault either of those. Uh, all right. So the three that I brought to the table, I did go with the common thread here as well. Um, I went with Wes Anderson films. I don't know why. I just did. Um, so I have the Grand Budapest, Ho- Grand Budapest Hotel. Fantastic Mr. Fox and Moonrise Kingdom. I've only I've seen um, two of these three. I have mine. Let's Go see. What, what is yeah. your guess and why?
1: Um, I feel like I'm gonna say Grand Budapest Hotel. No, okay. I think the only reason why I'm saying I think the only reason why I'm saying it is like um, I mean I've seen that one and I like I kind of like fell in love with it, but also I feel like I don't know if it like would have hit your radar like the other two probably would have. To me, I know it's kind of like the same setup, and like if all his movies, I just found it to be a little bit darker than like the other two that you named, and mm. that's the only reason why I kind of like said that. It's like it's less, it's less quirkier than like his other films. To me, to me, that's okay. how I think.
0: All right, probably yeah, and it probably is a little bit like less quirky than. I mean, it's very quirky, but it's not French Dispatch or. Um, right. Yeah. I will go with Fantastic Mr Fox. Not
2: not because it's animated, but I just feel like it's just lesser known than some of the other Wes Anderson movies and and it's not because you're not interested in watching it, maybe because it just maybe it's in the queue and you just haven't gotten to it yet versus some of the more prominent Wes Anderson movies which I feel like these two those are up there when people ask you know what's your favorite Wes Anderson or which Wes Anderson movie should I start with um if I just want to get a sense so I I will go with Fantastic Mr. Fox.
0: Well I actually realized that I at least spoiled part of the answer when I was responding to Chantal's guest because I have seen the Grand Budapest Hotel because uh I you know I was just claiming how It is very quirky, but yeah, I was like remarking on the film as if I'd seen it. So I was like, oh, well, I guess I spoiled that. So Mike's got a 50-50 shot. And didn't get it. Moonrise Kingdom is the one that I haven't seen. Um, And look, I I haven't seen a single Wes Anderson film before uh, college, actually. Um, And actually, Grand Budapest Hotel was the first one I ever saw. And then I think I saw Rushmore after that. Um, Maybe Rushmore was slightly before. Oh, wow. Um, But I think Rushmore would be the introduction to Wes Anderson because it has a lot less of his quirks. Uh, But if you can kind of get like glimpses of what he's doing and then go ahead and jump into something like Fantastic Mr. Fox, Isle of Dogs, Grand Budapest, something like that. I just I wasn't I wasn't like a big like obviously I liked the Oscars, but I wasn't like, oh, got to see every film that's nominated for Best Picture when uh, uh, when Moonrise Kingdom came out and. That was a 2013 film, if I'm not mistaken? I think Sonoma so. Give right? or take. Uh, we'll see. Uh, 2012. Okay. So, in 2012, I was watching Argo and Looper and Skyfall and The Avengers and Pacific Rim and, like, not interested in Moonrise Kingdom for, for, uh, for that. So, uh, you know, I, but I very much am interested in it. It is very high on my list of shame. But mm. nice. That was fun, uh... Out of all of those six guesses, and only one of them was ever correct for all three of us. That's uh, that's got to be a record for. Yeah. This is golf, right? Low score, low score wins. Like the idea is, you want to fool the people, right? Right.
2: There we go. Perfect. There
0: so, we go. Well, we did it. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I had I had a good time doing that. Um, on a, on a little bit more serious of a, of a topic, I thought, uh, once one random question I have for you before we get going, um, I thought this would be really fun. Cause this came up on a, on this random question generator that I use. Um, and I thought this would be really fun to give a little highlight to some positive things going around. Is there a charity that you guys really love? Like, and you'll know, either give to or help out at, or just like really just love, I mean, I, I can kick us off while, uh, while you guys are talking, there's, um, there's this, uh, not for profit organization, um, called sleep in heavenly peace. They started in Montana and they've kind of expanded outwards and there's one in Cedar Rapids, um, that I help out pretty frequently at. And, um, what they do is they collect donated supplies from individuals and businesses and a lot of churches and, uh, uh, they build and donate bunk beds to kids who are literally sleeping on the floor in Lynn County, um. And like, there's a wait list. Like, there's no like, you know, pay fifty dollars for the bed. It's like the beds cost like two hundred dollars to make. So between partnerships like Lowe's and and just people that are like, I went to Kohl's and bought all their clearance bedding for you. Like, um, you know, and then just when they have the bed and they have the demand, they 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 go out and they deliver them, and it's great. Um, really love helping out with them. So sleep in heavenly peace. Maybe there's a chapter in your. That's my answer. Nice. Do you have something in mind, Mike?
2: Yeah. Um. I so I've got I've got two in particular. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, one is kind of more of an, on the global scale. It's uh, it's called Feed My Starving Children. It's a mm-hmm. nonprofit that they focus on trying to make these you know rice and potato mana packs to help uh, kids in areas where uh, food is hard to come by, um, just more uh, lower income areas, uh, just lower resource areas. Uh, so-
0: like, like around the world or like around the, the states?
2: Uh, around the world in particular okay. so uh, places you know like places like Haiti places like the Philippi- uh, the Philippines a um, bunch of com- countries in Africa uh, different things like that um, just as a great way to give back um, and it was somewhere uh, when when I was the uh, a youth group advisor at my church for my church's high school youth group um, I we would go there a lot and that's actually um, where I met my wife. Nice. So, yeah. um, so I met I met my wife there, and um, when we got married, when we were thinking of what we wanted to do for for our wedding, we uh, we decided that um, we're gonna have a small ceremony. We're gonna get married at Feed My Starving Children, and for our reception, we're gonna do a packing session instead. So that's
0: so cool. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. Sweet. yeah. I so, like stories like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. So there's that, and then another one that kind of just focuses uh, in the northern Illinois area is uh, called the Zachariah Center for Sexual Abuse and Sexual Assault. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something that I've been volunteering at sexual assault counseling centers uh, since uh, since college. So uh, it's something that's very important to me uh, in terms of sexual assault awareness, um, and just that's just the uh, nonprofit in our area that uh, just focuses focuses on that so that's awesome
0: i love that man i'm, I'm just oh. like my heart is so full like right now that's that's so good <laughs> that's, that's um, nice. it's awesome what about you chantal
1: um well normally mine is um it would be the boys and girls club of america because we mm. um with my job we usually volunteer with them so we um usually help out with like in job training like getting them prepared to like you know how to prepare yourself for like an interview like what to say what not to say Um, And then being able to like donate clothes, like to help them out for like clothing for like the interview, if they don't have like the right clothes, it's like, oh, there's like places that you can donate clothes to help them out. We give them, you know, donations for food and like being able to like give back is one of my favorite things to do. I love the volunteer and I just, it just, it just gives me like a really good feeling to do. I've done it for like a really long time. So it's just something that I always like to do whenever they have something and we always have some kind of volunteer project. And it's like, where can I sign up?
0: Guys, that's so good. I'm, I'm, my heart's just so full. I was just like, I I was ready to ask this question because I was just like, even if you don't necessarily like volunteer your time or finances, like everybody's at least got one that it's like, I heard about this one and that sounded really cool. So like, even if it's just like that, but it's like, even if it's not, yeah, I felt comfortable asking because I was just like the worst case scenario is you're like, I mean, I think you know that one's pretty cool. I yeah, anything but yeah. like that's yeah. so it's just like. There's, but there's, I love a, I love this. I love this. Yeah. there's
2: there's at least one that everyone's like, yeah, I I may not be able to donate or volunteer my time for them, but I'll follow what they're doing, and when yeah. I do get the yeah. opportunity, yeah, let's. Let's do it. Well, so, and
0: I also thought it just might be a little fun for us to like spread some awareness of like you know maybe like like a local thing or you know like I'm sure we have people listening from Northern Illinois and um, boys and Gr- Boys and Girls Club is all across the country so like I'm sure there's a of chapter course. near you um, and like you know again I just sleep in heavenly peace has kind of been expanding you know like I just I I love uh, I just thought like what a, what a good chance we have to to highlight some opportunities of it let's. Uh, That'd a be a question. fun way to kick off the show. So good question,
2: uh, good question.
0: I might just have to pull this one more often. You know, um, I don't think I've ever used the same question twice, but uh, maybe maybe this will start to be. Um, on that note, uh, let's move on to the coming attraction. Um, you know, hopefully we can keep this positivity going. We'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, we got three films coming out uh, this week. Um, Netflix original Texas Chainsaw. Uh, a massacre, and then um, Uncharted and Dog, both will be in theaters uh, this week. So, um, Chantal, I'll let you choose. Which one do we want to talk about first?
1: Um, with those three, I'm gonna go ahead and say Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: Alright, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yet another reboot coming out to Netflix um, here soon. Um, hopefully I can get an exact date. I guess stuck going ID. The site's so slow now. Um, okay. But yes, another reboot, um, reboot, remake, something—I don't know. This isn't a requel. Um, I don't think. Oh, it is a requel. Okay, Um, (laughs) February eighteenth. I I don't know if that's Netflix or limited theaters. I think it's—I think it's on Netflix. Um, Yeah, there's no way this can happen. Yeah, Yeah, February eighteenth on Netflix. After nearly 50 years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. So, yep, going the recoil route. um, Directed by David Blue Garcia. Written by um, Chris uh, Thomas Devlin. uh, Pete Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead reboot. um, And uh, Roto Saeves. Who's that? Um, Notable cast members... um, John Larroquette. I haven't seen him in a while. uh, Elsie Fisher. From 8th grade. Um, let's see. Am I missing people? Any of these that names that just I don't recognize that are probably noteworthy? I'm looking um, through this. I know I, who I'm Jacob not...
1: Lattimore is. That's yeah. like the okay. one person I know. There's Jacob Lattimore and then John Lacrette that you said. I haven't heard his name in like forever.
0: Yeah, I mean he's stock bad guy from every 90s comedy. <laughs> um, yep. Um... It's a spiritual sequel. So, yeah, I think that's maybe, I guess that's maybe like what Candyman was, which anyway. Um, Okay. So, we already discussed this is a Netflix original film, but we're going to go specifically uh, for our anticipation level. Um, Assume it's a theatrical exclusive. Uh, Assume that there's no more worries about COVID or anything like that. Uh, Assume that you have all the money in the world, so budget is not your concern. Imagine that you have a completely free schedule. You don't have to worry about anybody else except for yourself. How. Nothing but nothing but your own free will is keeping you from seeing this movie. How soon do you think you would see it? Chantal, we'll start with you again. Would you go opening weekend? Wait for a matinee? Wait till you can rent it at home? Wait till it's on a streaming service you already pay for? Or are you not interested in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre?
1: Well, for me, with this movie, I would actually wait until it's on a streaming service that I actually pay for. I wouldn't be in much of a rush to go see like opening weekend matinee or actually spending money to rent it. Mm -hmm. To me, I just feel like it's just too many, I guess you could say it's like just too many times of a film being like redone, even though I know it has like a, it has like one of the main characters from the very, like from the very first one, which I think is kind of cool just to see like how it like how it plays out for this one but then also like i guess there's like the moment in the trailer that i saw i felt like it was like a wtf moment when they were like on a party bus and everybody pulled Is their it? phones out and went live with like leather, with Leatherface. and i'm just like okay are they trying to make fun of these movies now or are they trying to be serious so i'm just like i'm not sure <laughs> So I'm just like, I'll just wait for, like, I would actually wait for streaming to see this movie.
0: Okay. But you you still would see it?
1: Yeah, I would still see it. I would actually still see it because I want to just see how everything plays out.
0: That's fair. Mike, where do you land? Same scale. (sighs) Like, if there was a
2: if there was somewhere between streaming service and never watch. So like waiting until it shows up on like TNT or TBS I mean, or that, something. Right, like, That's
0: the point is like, it pops yeah, up on Netflix like, one day.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll go with streaming service as well. Um, I was taking a look. This is the ninth ish Texas chainsaw massacre movie. <sighs> how, how much wow. more can we really get out of this? You know, like, how, how many more creative ways can we kill people with with a chainsaw i guess we'll we'll see but I don't know the the last couple um i i did see like there was one in like the odd years like 2002 2003 range I saw that in theaters i laughed a lot right. more than i thought I was going to and i thought that that was <laughs> not a great sign so um and then the other ones i've just caught you know just every now and again like if it just shows up on tv but i I think this is a franchise you know kind of similar to something like paranormal activity that just kind of needs a break
0: right now Mm. and
2: just yeah maybe 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 it's time just to let it
0: go i mean it feels like aren't all of the like doesn't this feel like one that's been rebooted every year for every like four years for the last 20 years because there was you're right there's that one from like 2002 or so and then there was the texas chainsaw massacre the beginning um, and then right. there was that one in 2011 that was like Texas Chainsaw 3D. And now we got this one. And I think there's been other ones that have been like straight to video.
2: Well, there was um, there's one in uh,
0: 2017. It was just called Leatherface. I think. That's right. There was that. Oh, too. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So um, I've only seen one of them. I think I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning um, because it was one of those franchises that like obviously name recognition is a thing. And I was in maybe high school when it came out. So I watched it at some point and if it is the beginning, then you should be able to watch it and not have any connections. I just remember thinking this is just a piece of garbage. Um, So I'm going to go, I'm going to land firmly and not interested. And here's why. Um, I don't know that the premise is good enough for these movies. Like I feel like there's a, there's a good premise with the Friday, the 13th movies, definitely with nightmare on Elm street with the evil dead, with a lot of these like Halloween, like with a lot of these classic horror franchises that are getting, sequels or revived or the fifth reboot or whatever um yeah. like at least it's like it's because something in there is like inherently interesting but but psychopaths in a cornfield with a chainsaw isn't necessarily that for me um uh, this trailer didn't look well uh or didn't look great um the the director has only been a cinematographer before maybe choreographer one of the two um i was looking at his imdb uh a hot second ago and the the team of uh of uh alvarez uh and his writing partner Uh, um like man if this if this would have been like right after that evil dead reboot i'd have been like sure because that because that was awesome but um you know since then they've done don't breathe don't breathe Two, girl in the spider web like three movies that i've never seen and i just don't think i need to um so um cinematographer i was uh right in front for the director um david blue garcia um so like first time director um and they didn't even do the screenplay Alvarez um and his partner they did the story Chris Tomlin Devlin who or Chris Thomas Devlin who um is did the screenplay um hasn't hasn't done a screenplay before at least one that's got produced so um all, everything all everything good a, signs all good signs all, is what you're all saying all <laughs> signs pointing to Netflix original i guess i guess if there is one positive about this is that it's only an hour and 21 minutes so um <laughs> I
1: look.
0: I don't know. I just I'm not interested in this franchise in the same way that I'm interested in you know even when when the Halloween reboot requel was announced whatever like I had never seen a Halloween movie but I went and I watched Halloween um, and um, you know I'd never seen any of the originals but I saw the rebooted Nightmare on Elm Street. I still haven't seen a Friday the Thirteenth movie yet but I have seen Freddy vs Jason. Um, so like I like I'm in, I'm usually <laughs> interested in checking out either older films or like sure, I'll give this one a shot. Like if anything, I'd probably go check out the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But again, like, I don't know that it's kind of in that vein of like eighties and nineties slashers that were really popular with, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Friday, the 13th, Children of the Corn, like all those that were like really popular. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre was always like on a secondary tier. You know, it was always about Freddie and Jason and, uh, um, uh, the well different. the
2: the original is more like the the OG of the group because it ca- I think it came out before that it came out. I in
1: think 74. so too. Yeah. It, it yeah, came it came out in, in '74. Yeah. And
0: you can tell, like <laughs> well, the yeah, Halloween was '76.
1: Eight, I think, it was '78.
2: Yeah. So and the, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if you want right. to if you want to kind of read up a little bit on um, the fact that this film got made and how it got made, that's another cool story within itself. It's just, hmm. it's, it's fascinating stuff. Um, and some of it, not so much in a good way because, you know, the conditions and te- where they were filming were really hot. And uh, this was before there were a lot of like strict rules about how long people can work and everything like that. So uh, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely one to to check out. It's not something that you should watch immediately, but if
0: okay. you know, just another one to just check off the box, um, as. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like when we're talking about like, I'm I'm not a big horror fan myself. I'm becoming more one more as as the years go by, just because I'm fi- I'm finally discovering stuff that's good. Um, you know, not like Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, uh, but you know, like The <laughs> Nighthouse and Invisible Man and. Uh, it's screen movies you know um like i'm finally starting to become. i'm not i wouldn't call myself like a a fan or definitely not an expert but like i follow people we have some sip pop writers that are fans and we have some like other people i just follow on twitter that are fans and like nobody ever talks about texas chainsaw massacre like there's lots of nostalgia love and horror (laughs) like they're always like look at these stills from you know the halloween you know, the original halloween or whatever like you know l- like look at this look how right. this is perfect um look at look at how john carpenter is just magic behind the camera look at um you know l- look at the what's a movie what's a what's a movie you've seen more than 20 times oh yeah like uh like the one example i think is like jonathan Watkins was like i've probably seen friday the 13th or uh jason takes manhattan like you know 30 times and it's just like nobody ever says that about these texas chainsaw massacre movies uh, no, you're right no. in that like it came out before halloween like this was yeah, maybe the start of this like slasher trend, but th- this is, this is completely, it- it's almost like if there's two tiers of like these, these films, you got Friday the 13th nightmare on Elm street, kind of at your top. And then uh, it's, it's like, there's not and Halloween at your top. And there's like, there's not even a ter- secondary tier. It's like, this is just tertiary. There's nothing in the secondary tier. <laughs> right. So um, I think you're right, Mike, this is a franchise that needs to take a break um, or just, you know, die um
1: you know also i don't know if anybody knew but the one that they released in 95 that had matthew mcconaughey and renee zellweger and that was the first one i've ever seen
2: yeah yeah
1: it was the the texas chainsaw massacre the new generation and it had the both of them in it and that one was hilarious i can remember being younger and laughing at that
0: movie it was bad yeah Wow, and Jordana Brewster and Matt Boomer in the 2006 one, Alexander Daddario in the 2013 one, Jessica Biel in the 2003 one. Yeah, like lots of
2: yes. So what you're saying is that this franchise is the springboard for young Hollywood to get their their upstart.
0: Okay. I don't look. I don't know because, <laughs> look, look. Jordana B- Brewster's made a lot of money because of the Fast and Furious franchise, but like, there's kind of a reason she's not in a lot of other stuff, and Jessica Biel. Stopped having a career about the time that this movie came out, and uh, um, and everyone else, Alexander, every- Alexander Daddario's career took off, but it was because of True Detective. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's no way they cast her in True Detective because of Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> no, no um, absolutely not. No, maybe yeah, Renee Zellweger though. I don't know. Was she a name in 1994 or not?
1: <laughs> I, mean, no, I, not I don't think At that she. Time, I don't think so.
0: Th- that was pre Jerry Maguire, so. I, I don't think there was yeah. anything, anything of note before that. Well, and this is a very different Matthew McConaughey than the Matthew McConaughey we know. You know, this is not Oscar yeah. winner Matthew McConaughey. This is, you know, all right, all right, all right, Matthew McConaughey. So, uh, which we still know him for. But, you know, that's all they knew him as. Not this guy can also yes. win an Oscar um, and an Emmy, all the Emmys. Uh, any more thoughts or are we good to move on to a new movie? I'm I'm good. <laughs> Sounds all right, good, yeah. Mike, are we talking about Uncharted or Dog? Let's let's talk about Dog. <laughs> let's talk about Dog. Um, all right, Dog is a film coming out February 18th in theaters only. Uh, two former Army Rangers are paired against their will on a road trip of a lifetime. Uh, Briggs, which is Channing Tatum, and Lulu, uh, which is a dog, a Belgian uh, Malinois, uh, race down the Pacific coast to a fellow soldier's funeral on time. This is um, co-directed by Channing Tatum as well as starring Channing Tatum. Um so that's that's a big deal. Um also directed by Reed Carolyn, um Magic produced back Magic Mike, White House Down, Logan Lucky, a lot of Channing Tatum stuff. Um no, no other director credits. So first time director for Reed and uh Channing Tatum. Um, Alright, so um same same parameters as before, with uh you know, the only thing keeping you is your free will. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you this time. Um, Opening weekend, matinee, rent, stream, or never watch. I'm just not interested in this. I just... Okay. There's... there's, That's... You're okay. That's allowed.
2: Yeah, I I know. I know. But it's... So, I I like Channing Tatum. I like Channing Tatum as an actor. Mm -hmm. And I'm more excited to see his new one coming out in March versus this one. And he hasn't been in a lot of things lately because he took a break from acting and he kind of focused a little bit more on voice work instead mm-hmm. so it'll be good to see him back on screen but i'm just i don't know i'm not interested in this i've seen the preview for this a zillion times because mm-hmm. um, all the handful of movies that i have seen in the barren of this early 2022 year so far for movies in theaters i always see this preview and each time i'm like "Eh, i'm i'm good so okay. I, I've, so I'm gonna go with I'm I'm just not interested. Sure. Where do you fall, Chanto?
1: how hey, that run? I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pick you back off of Mike. I'm I'm not interested either. Like it's just not appealing to me at all. Like I I like never heard of the movie until like I found out that this is what we were gonna be talking about. And when I finally watched the preview, I was just it just did not appeal to me at all. And trust me, I'm a dog person. I love dogs, but this mm-hmm. movie right here, it's just it's just not a, It's not hitting my radar at all, so I'm just never going to watch it. And I do love Channing Tatum, I do, mm-hmm. but this one is
0: not it. All right, well, I'll buck the trend in a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and land a matinee. Um, look, I I understand where you guys are coming from, but at the same time, th- this movie just has a feeling about it. And maybe it's because I like Channing Tatum. Um, I love him and Logan Lucky. Um, he's great in the 2021 and 22 jump street movies. He steals the movie and this is the end. Um, he, uh, he just, I'm not really interested in the fact that he's in this movie or even that he's directing. This just looks like a really sweet, simple story. Um, that is just going to hit my emotional levels in ways. And I am a a dog lover, but even if I wasn't a dog lover, this looks like a really sweet movie based off of the premise and, and other things. So I, um, i'm willing to say matinee like this doesn't look like really got to see this now you know i don't think this would have it shot at awards contention even if it was released you know back in december or whatever um but like this just looks like a i'm getting a lot of like peanut butter falcon vibes right when you see the trailer and you're just like oh that looks like a really sweet charming movie um except peanut butter falcon had you know dakota johnson and shia labeouf and just like yeah like that wound up like, oh, people I recognize, like, a couple big stars there, like, it just looks like this really sweet road trip kind of movie, uh, that just, everything about my heart is like, all right, sure, we'll take a gamble on that, so, it's, it seems pretty unlikely that the dog is gonna die, it, unlikely that the dog is gonna die in this one, so that's also a pretty affirming thing, so, um, I don't, I don't know how much there is to say beyond that, like, Right, like this is just one of those Seems seems it's gonna hit you in the heartstrings or it won't. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Seems one pretty those. straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess since I'll go see it, I'll let you guys know if you should. <laughs> be be yeah, sure to know. to let us yeah. All right. Well then last but not least, that leaves us to the uncharted film. We're finally getting this uh after plenty of I think, uh, at one point, Nathan Fillion was, no, ever, I think, I, I think I just really wanted Nathan Fillion to star. I don't know that he was ever attached. Um, uh, yeah, this was supposed to be a David O. Russell film at one point. It was supposed to be Mark Wahlberg, uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Um, Nathan Fillion said he wanted to do it, but he never, uh, um, was never actually in the conversation. Uh, Brian Cranston, Jake Hall, Chris Pack, Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson were all considered roles in the movie. Um, yeah. Um, Tom Holland starring eventually. I think uh, Mark Wahlberg was supposed to star in this. And then after it got pushed back, they're like, you're not young enough anymore. So they made him solely and made it Tom Holland. Uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer of Zombie uh, Zombie Zombieland, Zombieland 2. And some other movies that well, Thirty Minutes or Less, I like that one. Some other movies that we don't have to talk about. Uh kings Squad. Um <laughs> Antonio Banderas playing a villain here. Um that's kinda your that's kinda your cast of notable people. Um based off of the uh Sony video games, um PlayStation exclusives. Uh, I think they're coming to PC soon now, because I think all Sony exclusives are coming to PC, but me as an Xbox fan, it's fine. Um, I've already played through all the games. That's fine. Uh, On my anticipation level, guys, I'm here opening weekend. This movie looks so stinking good. Uh, What do you fall, Mike? Uh, Same, opening weekend.
2: I'm a fan of the first... I played the first two video games before I kind of stopped playing video games, so Mm -hmm. uh, I'm definitely interested in this um yeah let's let's go opening weekend and i'm just hoping hoping that this doesn't fall into typical video game oblivion and it's just not not a good movie i'm i'm really hope like the the trailers look great and tom holland is just on this this hot streak right now so Mm i i trust him until until told otherwise all right chantal you going opening weekend
1: with us um for me it won't be opening weekend but it will Uh, be matinee okay (laughs) unfortunately um for me i don't know so much about the game i've always just saw like the promos from whenever a game is getting released but after seeing the trailer for this it just seems like a ridiculous wild ride it's pretty Mm -hmm. you know cgi heavy on the action sequences but i mean like what movie isn't but I would definitely go see it. And, of course, I am a fan of Tom Mm -hmm. Holland. And like Mike said, he's, like, on a hot streak right now. So I'm just hoping for the best and that he does a good job. I feel like he will anyway because it seems like action is his thing. So most definitely Mm -hmm. I will go see it. But it's not, like, a dire need to see it at opening weekend. But I will definitely go see it.
0: Yeah, um, guys, I, I just pretty simply, I think this has the potential to be the best video game movie of all time. Because the trailers, just everything about him I dig. The one thing I can't get behind in this movie is Mark Wahlberg is solely, Um, It just feels like they had him cast in the Nathan Drake role and when they, re- when they told him you're too old, they were just like, well, do you want to play Sully instead? And he's just not, just doesn't feel right with the character of the video game. Um, and because I've played the games, we're going to have to like, I'm going to have to like, it, it, there will inevitably be a comparison to the video games and these are known as some of the best video games of all time, but they're way overrated, in my opinion. Um, I think they got better the sillier they got. Like, to me, Uncharted 3 was my favorite because it just got really silly. And the um, the plane sequence that they show in the trailers is, like, directly from the video game. Um, and this just looks like... You know, like, th- this looks like a video game movie where they're actually adapting a video game, not just taking the video game IP and making something from it. You know, not like, you know, like Tomb Raider. Like, this looks like they're making the Uncharted games into a movie like that's exciting that's what that's why assassin's creed sucks is because there's plenty of good source material and they're like let's try to write something original right like just you know you you
2: add you yeah i i agree with the assassin's creed
0: take is that there's so
2: much good there's so much good content there and let's just veer off into left field and let's just try something new. It's like, no, you had like five or six movies to, or video games to to pick from. You mm-hmm. could even Frankenstein a couple
0: plot points from all, all the games, but no, you just decided to try so, something different. Yeah. So I think for the yeah. uncharted, it looks like they're taking some of the action set pieces from three and putting them into the story of one. I mean, this is definitely uncharted. One story, you know, there's a ship out there in a cave somewhere help me find it. Um that's definitely the uncharted one story. Um and I've only seen the one trailer until I saw um I went and saw Jackass with a friend last week and um and then I saw a new trailer and there's just like a moment of like helicopters like carrying this boat and <laughs> it's just like,
1: <laughs> like that was
0: the I, pretty This, is, this is the kind too. of stuff I'm here for, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um I, like I'm so excited for this one. Um and again, I'm not a big fan of the games, but like I, I said I think this has the potential to be the best video game movie of all time, right? Like what's what's the competition, right? To me it's probably the Alicia of Icander Tomb Raider, which is a good movie. Yeah, it's but fine. Far from great. It's
2: yeah, it's it's
1: yeah.
0: it's fine.
2: Yeah. I mean like, you'll, you'll get yeah, some people who argue for Sonic the Hedgehog, but Yeah, I haven't all, seen it yet. But Sonic that the Hedgehog it's also. also it's it's fine, but it's also it's like you're taking Sonic and you're putting him in a new element. It has nothing to do with the actual game. The exactly. second one looks a little bit more like it has some elements of the game, but but yeah, I yeah. I, I I'm an apologist for the uh, 1995 version of Mortal Kombat. That is nope, the guiltiest, not, here, not on this podcast. That is guiltiest <laughs> of guilty pleasures uh, for me. But um, but no, I will like, not
0: tolerate that on this podcast.
2: <laughs> oh no, no. I'm not saying that it's that it's no. like best video game movie out there. I'm just saying okay. that I it is the guiltiest of guilty pleasures for me simply
0: just because of the music. No, not I because know, of I the fighting a, or the quality. That's I it. know there's a lot of people that love that one, so it's fine. You yeah, know, I'm not trying to Me, trying I, to I do. I after I, I hate after scene <laughs> last year.
1: Yeah, after seeing last year's I yeah. After seeing last year's I'm like ninety five. 95 I will never talk bad about 95 ever again.
0: <laughs> oh I I prefer the 2021 one but all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like probably Tomb Raider is the best. Like it, yeah. but it's it, it wouldn't be hard to beat that. Um Yeah, know. the bar,
2: the bar's pretty yeah. low.
0: And and yeah. honestly like uncharted, especially the video games are kind of like discount Tomb Raider and people would say that Tomb Raider is discount uncharted but no the the new Terminator trilogy the new Tomb Raider trilogy is way better than the Uncharted games. Those are some of the best games out there. Um, the Tomb Raider, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Those are awesome. Um, and the original Tomb Raiders, like Tomb Raider 1 and 2 on the original PlayStation, like, those are some classics. I used uh, to play
1: mine on a computer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I used to just run the training simulator at the the start of Tomb Raider 2 on my PlayStation because that's the way I played video games as a kid, was I would play the intro level over and over and over again. Cause, Same. Because... Uh, I don't know. I guess like, you know, I'm, I was an idiot. <laughs> no, um, I was like eight, like, you know, right. um, yeah, uh, I'm really excited for this one. I want to go see it on a big screen, um, the biggest screen I can. It looks like one of those movies. Um, I, I hope I'm not let down. And like Ruben Fleischer is one of those guys that like is due for a comeback. Um, you know, he started off his career great with Zombieland uh and then did 30 minutes or less which is like again i I really kind of like that one um and then they decided to give him gangster squad and that was a giant piece of garbage um uh and then he did uh pretty much a bunch of nothing until venom and venom's fine and zombie lane 2 is fine um you know it just feels like if he could just capture what worked so well with zombie land and turn it into this movie although if you don't have an ensemble cast with incredible chemistry it'll be harder to do that if this could be even as good as venom is it'll be a win so and it'll yeah. probably be the best video game movie out there <laughs> definitely if it could be as fun as venom is yes. so. um any other thoughts are we ready to move on to the SIF topic we can move on all right let's let's move on Sounds like the consensus Uncharted is the movie to see this weekend. Okay, uh, before we move on to the SIF topic, we got to do a quick Patreon uh, plug. Uh, Patreon and now exists for this show, so patreon.com slash sifpopwr, three tiers, you can check out. $5 a month gives you access to episodes about 24 hours in advance uh ten dollars a month gets you access to exclusive bonus ep- bonus reviews there was an exclusive review for scream that came out last month uh this month's will be death on the nile so uh, i'll go see that this weekend or i guess last weekend for the time that this airs uh there'll be an exclusive uh death on the nile review for you there and twenty dollars a month it gets you to you can recommend any piece of pop culture to me um and i will review it personally for you so you can be like hey check out moonrise kingdom you you, you know mean name and uh <laughs> and then i'll watch moon kingdom that month and give you a personal review for it if you're going to pick something like a book i'm going to be like all right that's three months worth so you know if it's a big book if you're like aaron you're finally going to read dune now then i'm going to be like look that's going to be two or three months worth of your of your patreon th- tiers. So, anyway there's the tiers you can check out at patreon.com slash but let's move on to the sip topic um we got some tv to talk about it's been it's been a hot second i think let's start with the book of boba fett right it's the hot one. Like, let's just get it out of the way. And I gotta get it out of the way by just saying, like, I haven't seen any of it yet. So, oh, <laughs> okay. Wow. So, like, it's fine, and like, <laughs> it's still fresh enough. Let's, you know, not spoil anything for anybody that hasn't seen it. You know, starting next month's episode, we can start spoiling. It. For some reason, that comes up next month. But I think, like, it's still fresh enough. Let's try to avoid big spoilers. But um, what do you what do you guys think of the book of Boba Fett?
1: It's you can I you can guess go it's first. Up in the air, <laughs> it's uh, it's up in the air. Um, it's really one of those shows. I guess you have to and you had to digest. Like to me, it started off good, and then it was like right in the middle. I think it was the f- yeah the fifth yeah the fifth episode. I want to say it was the fifth episode where I had that like WTF moment. I was like, where are they going with this? So it kind of like threw me off from the fifth, from the fifth episode to the sixth episode. So it was just kind of like a bunch of muddle. And then when you get to the season finale, it was like, oh, now it makes sense. But it just kind of like took you, I guess it kind of like just took me out of it when you go from one storyline to another within a week span. So mm-hmm. for me, it was just it didn't hit quite like how the Mandalorian did for me. It just, it was like one of those shows where I wasn't like in a rush to watch it after the first episode. It kind of like set the mood for me. But I mean, I still watched it all the way through because I wanted to see what would happen.
0: So isn't that the worst compliment you can get, give to a TV shows nowadays is that like, I watched the one episode and I didn't want to immediately watch the next. Like, isn't that about the worst compliment you could give to one at this point? Like, (laughs) It really is actually, because, well, just because we've, got, you know. <laughs> we've gotten that like binge is so the usual and like Disney plus and HBO max, um, you know, moving back towards weekly releases, um, usually with one or two episode or two or three episodes to start and then weekly like, but there's not really been a bad one yet, right? Like objectively the worst, like popular Disney plus or HBO max show would be what if and like it's not bad it's just not good so right. you know so and 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 so inconsequential for the most part that just just don't watch it right but like exactly like, it, maybe yeah maybe falcon and the winter soldier for somebody you know is is kind of that one but it's just like isn't that kind of the worst compliment you can give for for a thing is like or especially for a star wars thing like when you exactly. get done with empire strikes back how are you not like man i want to watch return of the jedi now or like you know you, you finish up with you know Attack with Rogue One, and you're not like. Let's go, A New Hope. Come on. Anyway. Yeah. So with with Book of Boba Fett, um, I kind of I kind of
2: agree that it takes a turn about halfway through, and it's it's a little bit of a jarring turn. I know wh- it's obvious why they did it that way, right? because um, you know why why not at that point? But it's still one of those things where this is this is about Boba Fett and. I just, I, I walked away with very mixed feelings. Particularly, there was something towards the end of the last episode that Boba Fett says that I'm like, "Why did we even do this? Why did we even do this?" <laughs> so, That's the worst. so it just the the story is just all over the place. Um, and it got to there were some things in the earlier episodes of uh, of the book of Boba Fett. Where we're getting into like prequel level trade embargo discussion type of thing, and I'm sorry, that's not why I watch Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars, anything for bureaucraticness. So yeah. it, it it tried to jam in a lot, and some of it worked, some of it didn't. Um, I'm I'm one of those people who I, I enjoyed the second half a little bit
0: more but yeah i hear there's coo- i hear there's two yeah. kind of people th- those that like yeah. the first half yeah. and those that like the second half
2: but but i think what they did with the second half i think it kind of ruined is a strong word that that's not what i'm saying but it just it takes away a little bit from what what they were trying to accomplish i think right. so it okay. was it's still like that That last episode is pretty, pretty great. And they introduce a lot of new characters and they bring back a a lot of, a lot of older ones too. So it's kind of just all over the place for, for Star Wars and for, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I I also felt like the season was too, I also felt like the season was too short. It was only seven episodes. And it was like me and a friend of mine were just talking about it the other day. We were like, it's, it was Wednesday. And we were like, the season finale's today and it was like it didn't just start and it was like yeah it did but it just like it just seemed like it was just one of those one of those that just went too fast and it like Mike said it was just like a lot that they like threw at you and I felt like they could have spread it out a little bit more than just like jamming it in with like seven episodes. That was my one take from that. It's like
0: I need more Oh, yeah. All right. Well, guys, you're not making me excited to watch this. Um, no. I'm going to, obviously. Um, there's actually uh, me and my wife just finished watching What If? And so uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the um, the four shows that we have to get around to next, are we've got to do what we do in the shadow season, Peacemaker, um, uh, Book of Boba Fett, and We Still Haven't Seen Hawkeye. So, um, And I'd really love to get all that done before Moon Knight. So <laughs> 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 um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah a lot I mean, to jam in there
2: for about six six seven weeks
0: i mean the, the only thing i think i would really want to be adamant about is hawkeye since that's the only one that you know events from that might actually matter for i i don't think so but maybe um uh, but yeah uh th- that's our like next four we haven't started when you my guess is we'll do what we do in the shadows and then uh um maybe hawkeye or 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 peacemaker, what the other one, and then book of Boba Fett will be the last one. Um, anyway, um, let's 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 talk about another show. Um, that I have not seen any of yet. Um, well, I haven't seen the new season of, uh, and it kind of kills me a little bit because I really love the show. Let's talk about Euphoria. You guys are both watching the new season of Euphoria. Uh, tell me, tell me about why I need to. As soon as we're done recording, fire up this season premiere. Oh
1: man, the sh- that show gives me anxiety. The me show is going.
2: <laughs> the show is going off the rails
1: right now, and In a good I one. am.
2: I am here for it. Oh. Wait, I am no, absolutely yes. here for it. Um so this this season is uh you know it's it's less introduction of people's you know like we're not introducing a lot of new people in this and we're just kind of focusing a little bit more on some people's backstories which is appreciated um it's it is it's crazy what we're getting into with this and i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of of the mentality right now that um after this most recent episode, that was this Sunday, uh, this past Sunday, give Zendaya the Emmy again. She, <laughs> give give it to her again. Nice. It was wide I range agree. of so many different emotions and everything like that. Ooh,
0: anxiety inducing is the perfect way to yeah to describe here's, it. Here's the only <laughs> things I know about season two is because I I've been playing Xbox with uh, Sip Up Writer Alex for. For a while and he's like so i start, finally started to watch euphoria season one he's like and i don't like it i'm four or five episodes in and i don't like it i don't know that i want to continue anymore i'm like
3: no i don't know how you're not yeah, liking too. this
0: but like whatever he's like all right i'm, I, I'm gonna push her he gets to, like i'm seven episodes in now and i still don't like the show and he's like i finished season one and i still don't like this show he's like uh, you know he's like he's like i'm liking it a little bit more but i, I, I i'm not i don't really like it he's like but then I get a message from him, like after like the third week of season three, two, and he's like, "Guys, I really like this show now." <laughs> so like, yes, yes. So like, That's I don't what know, I Maybe like to hear. M- maybe it's like it. W- this was two years of this being like one of the most talked about TV shows out there. You know, like so uh, maybe it was gonna be overhyped, and now that he gets to kind of live in the where this maybe that maybe the bonkers thing is that the, the the thing he talked about most was he's like, I don't like anybody in the show. I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to. He, you know, but like you still root for them to come out on top, right? You still want the best for them because of their age. Um, none of them are likable, but because they're minors, like, and because of their situations, you're like, kind of understand. I wish you made better choices. Like it, this this is kind of like Breaking Bad, where it's like there isn't really a likable character. But but he said he told me that like, um told me that Jules is the most likable now. The Jules is the one to root for. So uh, no, all right. You guys are giving me looks <laughs> no. that says he's wrong. All right, that's uh, fine. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not no. sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> Chantal, aside aside from the uh, anxiety inducing nature of it, what 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 are what are your thoughts on season two so far?
1: Man, like I guess like right out of the gate, I think it was like the end of the end of the first episode of this season was where I couldn't have been happier. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. It that's when I knew like right then and there, I was like, this is going to be a wild ride. And like Mike said, with this last seat, this last episode that they just showed with Zendaya, uh, Nika King, who plays her mother, and of course, Storm Leeds, who plays her sister, Gia, like give them, the give them the Emmys, like give them all the awards, because like that first 15 minutes of that last episode, it was just it was just jarring. It was like, it literally it like drained you, but it was so good. And it just made you feel for everybody in that scene. And like, even like the little plot twist that they have in there, like it kind of like hits you in the gut. And like, what I loved most about it is that in that episode, like within the, I think it was like, as of the first 20 minutes, they finally showed the opening credits. And I was just like, boom. It was like, that to me was like the most, that was like the most amazing um, episode so far for this season. And I'm kind of excited to see where this next episode is going to be heading. Because with how this new season started to me, it was just like, I felt like it was all over the place. But it's like finally like connecting the pieces and letting us know about all these characters and why they kind of do the things that they do. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited to see how everything turns out because that last episode was just it just had you on pins and needles like biting at your fingernails you were just hoping like rude like what are you doing girl stand up like you just want to, it's like i'm rooting for her i'm like rooting for a redemption arc for her because she's going through so much and you just want for her to come out on top
0: <laughs> yeah um nice all right um I'm gonna kind of rapid fire a little bit. I think um, for a hot second, um, I I've, I finally me and Abby finally finished. What if I mentioned that earlier? And um, yeah, the show is should, is really disappointing for what it should be. Uh, I'm still excited to for, to see season two, uh, whenever it comes out. Um, it's just it should be great. Um, I think that's all I'll say about that. Um, <laughs> there's some clear good episodes and some clear bad episodes, but most of them are like, eh. uh, I'm definitely definitely no urgency to watch. Aaron, I'm curious. Um, what do you think of those last last couple episodes? Better. Um, the the show definitely got better as it as it went along. Um, probably the best episode is still. Um, I actually think the best episode is the one where um, Killmonger saves Tony Stark. I think that one plays with the what if concept the most, and just is is the most like um, not necessarily tied to. Like, it feels kind of rushed, but that's its only thing. But you're trying to cram a, you know, several movie arc into... I think that's probably still my favorite one, is the what if Killmonger saves Tony Stark, because it's not a situation I ever thought, but, like, I think they did interesting things with that one. Um, but, yeah, better, for sure. Um, after that Thor, after that party Thor episode, um, the show definitely got better, although I'm happy that we got the party Thor episode, because in the finale, when the Watcher is assembling his team, and when he picks up Thor, and he just gives out that really, like, ah! Like, me and my wife just <laughs> laughed out loud. It was, that was hilarious. Um, so, it, better. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I wish the show, I wish the show did more what-if concepts before trying to do that, before trying to justify its existence by making it canon. I wish the show did more what-ifs, and mostly I wish it did more interesting what-ifs. Um, you know, like, the Killmonger and Tony Stark one doesn't really sound interesting. Um, the Captain Carter one should be better than it is. Um, I don't really care about whether T'Challa was Star-Lord or not. Um, like that's, I don't see the connection on why that would be important. Zombies was fun, but kind of under-executed. Um, seem, seemed like whoever was running the show really has a grudge with Ant-Man because <laughs> it seems like Hank Pym was a dick the whole time. So,
3: <laughs> True.
0: um, yeah, no, I could, I could, I don't know, like it, it I, I don't. I don't necessarily want it all tied together. I just want better episodes. I want better what ifs. Yeah, um,
2: sh- shame on you for wanting better episodes and right like that. So I I agree. Uh, I agree with you. I don't. Think, saying, yeah, I, I, I
0: didn't want to spend. Don't really want to spend a lot of time because like I don't think I'm saying anything new. But um, yeah, I was hoping we for, for more J-Dol? too as well.
1: I was hoping for more too as well with this first season. And like I agree too. I I thought it got better at the end. At the be- well, I. I will say this. I did enjoy the Tartala one only because it was just nice to hear Chadwick Boseman's voice again. Yeah. I think that yeah. was why. So it was mm-hmm. just kind of nice. But um, yeah, I, I have to agree. It wasn't like something that I would like go back to like, Oh, I had to like rewatch it. it. It was just one of those one and done kind of things. And just hoping for the best with the second season, because I am kind of looking forward to seeing what they do with the second.
0: I could see myself going back to particular episodes, but not the whole season, you know? Like, um, you know, when, uh, when Mandalorian season two came out, I rewatched all season one. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not going to do that. I don't think I would do that with probably, I mean, probably Loki demands at least a finale rewatch. Um, you know, not by the time season two comes out, but yeah. And WandaVision's not really going to get its own thing, except for kind of as a prequel to Dr. Strange, but I don't know that I need to rewatch WandaVision. Maybe just the end credit scene, whatever. Um, yeah, i if I go back, it'll be like, let's watch the Doctor Strange episode, because that one's really good. Let's watch the Killmonger Saves Tony Stark. Let's watch the finale. And yeah, um, I'll also, um, I, I started watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I've I've seen the show. I used to watch it like every week it came on and I was watching it. And then I just got busy and I didn't. Um, and I eventually, like the last season I watched was the Ghost Rider one, which is four. It starts off with Ghost Rider and it ends with like Agents of Hydra, which is Gosh, I love that season. Um, And I just never picked up five, um, five through seven. Um, I started doing that now. That's my new gym show. Um, I've only seen one episode, so I don't have anything to say about it. Next month, I'll have more to say. But I like this show, and I know it's always trending on Twitter. And every time it's trending on Twitter, it's half people saying, please make Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon because I love these people. And the other half is like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. always sucked, right? And it's like, I like this show. So... um, and, I, and of course, because that's my new gym show, that means I finally finished From the Earth to the Moon. That's a really great show. Um, you guys should check out on HBO if you haven't seen it. Um, it's a docu-series, but really more of a dramatization of all the Apollo missions. Um, and I got the – it slows down a little bit at the, the last couple of episodes. But there's one of the last episodes that's like The, the, the Astronaut's Wives. That's like actually really interesting and really heartfelt. Um, yeah, really good. Um, obviously, I'm not the first person to say it, but even even now, you should really check out this '90s show about space travel. It's great. Um, all right, I wanna I wanna shift this. Mike, it's gonna be your turn to watch from the outside because Chantal, what do you think about this season of This Is Us? This is
1: nice. Us. Um,
0: because I love this so show so much, and I just, it's not man. anywhere on Mike's list, so I don't I don't I don't think you're so, watching it. I'm so I my wife and I were about halfway through
2: the last like the previous season yeah yeah so i haven't watched Mm -hmm. anything this season i don't know what's going on so i didn't put it on the list mainly because i put a lot of other stuff on the list yeah yeah, but uh, but this is this is definitely on the radar to get back into it once you know once everything calms down a little bit but yes talk talk about it i'm curious to hear your thoughts yeah
1: all right. Yeah, this season so far, um, I think it's kinda like it's kinda like touching on like the men's side this time this time around. Mm-hmm. It's more like it's like more male focused. It's more focused on Randall, Kevin, um oh my god. What what's Kate's husband's name? Oh, that is so bad. Thank you, Toby. (laughs) Sorry, Toby, and of course their dad, Jack, and their um and Nick. So it's just yeah, and a lot of Nick and a lot of Miguel too. Yeah, yes, and a lot of Miguel. So it's like it's kind of nice to just have it centered on the men and seeing how they're trying to get through, like you know, fatherhood and trying to like take care of the you know trying to take care of home and just trying to do what they do best. And it's like. It's like a lot of tug and war. and mm-hmm. But I think it's like a really good thing. And of course, we get to see um, uh, Kate and Toby's son and seeing like how like, I guess you can say, I don't know if I can say it yet. I guess I'll just wait. I'll just hold off and not say anything without spoiling it. Um, it just deals with like Jack, you know, <laughs> it just deals with Toby and Kate. So I guess I could just leave it at that. <laughs> just leave it at that. It's just without giving too much away. Um, and then, of course, with the mom, it's just it's just a lot. It's like a lot of stories that are going on, especially like with Deja and her boyfriend and her mm-hmm. like going off to Boston and visiting. And like that, la- I think I think it was not the last episode, the second of last episode where Randall is kind of like, like, no, like. This can't be happening. No, yeah, that was the like... last one. Okay, it was, so it was, it the was last, last one. week,
0: but there wasn't an episode on this week.
1: Okay, that's why. Okay, so yeah, it was last week where it was just like, oh no, like if that was me, I knew I'm like I would be grounded until I was like thirty five. Like I would not be, <laughs> I would not be able to leave the house like at all. Like there would be like locks on the doors, like everything. Like I would not be like going anywhere. So it's just, it's just like seeing the dynamic of like these guys just trying to find their way and then it's just fun to watch because it's like, you just get to see like the different sides of them. And it's just, it's just one of those rides where it's like, you don't want to get off quite yet because I know it is the last season. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm ready for nervous it to, to see how they're going to wrap everything up.
0: <laughs> like I, I love the show, but I'm, I'm so ready for all the payoff. And I just, I wonder like if it, it feels like there was this idea and they were like, we're gonna, we're going to make sure that we could wrap up everything in a season, if we don't ever get renewed and when it became the biggest show ever, you know, they added elements that, you know, I think it immediately got renewed for two more seasons. And so I, like, I feel like they just, they've constantly added added more and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired of them adding things. I'm ready for them to just start putting bows on things. Um, and like we, 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 we're starting to get some of that. Um, uh, I mean, some light spoilers, I guess for Mike, but like we, we see in the flash forwards, like Nikki's wearing a wedding ring and we meet Nikki's wife. Um and uh, and so like th- there's like there's a nice little bow on that now and we we know um Kevin's two kids and like how they came to be and so like okay now we get a bow on that we know like Kevin built this house for the mom while she's going through that so like cool nice little bow on on that too like it but nice. it just feels like there's still you know like j- like a lot of things out there that it's like I'm just ready for you. And I think the show is gonna be sixteen episodes this season. I'm ready for them to just like spend every episode just tying a bow. And it really feels weird. The best episode this season so far is a complete throwaway episode because it's in the past with Jack, um, and he goes and visits um, his his mom's hometown in o- or his, his mom's relocated town in Ohio um, because she passed away, and so he's going to you know right. take care of the funeral rage and stuff like that. It's the best episode but it doesn't do anything to tie any bows. So I'm, I'm just ready for them. Like it's the final season and it doesn't feel like it. Um, and spoilers for the season six finale, Mike, but like, I'm still in denial that Kate and Toby aren't going to make it. Like,
2: yeah, I did. I didn't know. I did. not Okay. About okay.
0: That. okay. I figured like it's, it, it, it's, it's spoiled in the finale of season six. It's been a while. I'm like,
3: yeah, yeah,
0: I, I, I'm I'm still in denial that that's going what's gonna happen, but they've made one or two references that have like shot down all of my. I'm like, how can you, how can you split Kate and Toby? And then there's even like a uh, like Jack Jack says in the future he's like the um it's a it's this thing is a symbol of the day that your parents marriage exploded i was like
1: that's what i was talking about like, that part you right crushed
0: there. Yeah. you crushed all my hope like i've been in denial i'm like no, no 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 they're just teasing this to be something that's different it's like like i'm not ready for that to happen and i've tried to logic my way out of it after last year's finale um i love the show i still think it's worth watching uh i'm just yeah i think i think if last season wasn't the last one then this one need, needed to be you know it's it's not overstated. It's welcome, but it's come close. So, um, and especially, there's just been a quality dip. I mean, that first season is magic, um, and even the second season is close to magic. And season three, and four, and five are all yeah
1: yeah because only the first two seasons like always had me crying like it just seemed like every episode
0: by the time the
1: end of that episode i'm like always crying like it's Mm -hmm. never a dry eye in the house
0: yeah i I like what they're doing it's it's still really good tv it's just not yeah not magic in a bottle like it used to be yeah the show the show the show really hasn't been the same since um i mean since since jack's death
2: no i would even go even further back than that it hasn't been the same since william's death in my opinion. Oh, okay. That's all the way That's back fair. in the first season. Cause William was one of my favorite parts of, of the series. And then to yank the rug out super, well, not super quick. It was like the latter half of the first season, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's still been good, but
0: William was a big reason why the show was great. I, I tell you what, I don't know that a performer has ever given a better performance on TV Then Sterling K. Brown in season one. Um, Specifically in the pilot, he's phenomenal. And he's great throughout this whole season. But you're right, there's magic that happens when it's him and William on the screen. Yeah, Um, They play off each other so well. Uh, All right, so there's that. Um, All right, I've got some things circled here that I definitely really want to get around to. Uh, Mike, I haven't checked out the season of Righteous Gemstones. Like, I I really liked the first season. I kind of forgot everything about it. Like, is this season as good as the first? Um... That's not reassuring.
2: No, I'm I'm gonna go with so far, no. Um, mainly because, you know, like we're we're kind of veering off a little bit um from what what happened in the first season and they're kind of focusing a lot more this season on Eli. And it's just Is like, Eli the dad? The dad, yeah. Okay. Um the John Goodman
0: character.
2: John Goodman, and it's just and it just hasn't been as as interesting or compelling to me as the the three the three kids um Mm. it's it's still funny it's still really good um i'm actually really fascinated to see what they're gonna do with uh, some of the baby billy storylines that they did because they kind of reveal some stuff about him it's like oh 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 that's Oh, that, ooh, okay. I'm very curious to see where this goes. And then this last, this episode this past Sunday, something happens and you're just like, oh, oh,
0: dear God, what what, do, what are we going to do from here? So, <laughs> um. All right, I'm excited to watch season two. All right, there we go. I, like, season one was good, not great, but good, enough that I was going to watch more, so. Yeah. Uh, Chantal, you think you can finally talk me into watching Snowpiercer? Is, is this season better? Like, I, I didn't see the first one, but I know there was a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes problems.
1: Well, with the first season, I actually... I think... What was it? Yeah, the first season, I actually caught it on HBO Max. Like, I didn't even watch it when mm-hmm. it first came on, like, TNT. It was just, like... One of those shows, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm like, I forgot about this show. I was like, let me catch up before the second season starts. And of course I'm a fan of Davy Diggs, so I was just like, I'm all like gung ho for it. So um to me, I feel like the first two seasons were like really, really good. And the third season just started, it's just in its third episode. And so far, I feel like it's kind of lost this momentum, but I mean it's still to the point where it's still entertaining. I, I still enjoy it for what it's for what it is but it's just i feel like it's not hitting like how the first two seasons hit. those to me were like they were like really exciting they were kind of like refreshing so like this time it's just like you know we're still on a train it's like we're taking the train back or we're fighting it's like it's still like the same it's still the same thing but it's still something to watch this like enjoyable so i would say i would say just get into it enjoy it i think you would
0: i'm not sure that i am but like i just i want to it's if i had all the time in the world sure you know i we'll get to this when we talk about q but like i actually wind up like taking a lot of stuff off of my queues because i just i don't have the time for it all um you know i'm choosing to spend my time in in my pop culture time in movies and video games like that you can have movies video movies video games tv Pick two. That's all you get. So uh, right now I'm picking movies and video games, and I'm sure there'll be a season where I pick movies and TV and just leave video games out of it for a while, but not right now. Um, all right. Um, I've got stuff circled just to figure out where we want to go next. Ooh, Mike, tell me what you think about How I Met Your Father. Should I watch it, or should I just, like, forget about it? <sighs> Let me ask you this: What do you think of "How I Met Your Mother"? Um, I like it. I really like it. Uh, I like it more than The Office. Uh, it's probably better than It's Friends. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's 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 no Scrubs, but it's great. So,
2: what I like about "How I Met Your Father," the biggest thing I like about it, Hillary Duff. I'm I'm just rooting for her very much
0: so like obviously you very know much that, not like ted where you're just like why does this guy deserve anything good
2: yeah yeah pretty much and hillary duff she's she's amazing in this she's amazing and how they've connected like they've only connected to the original series one time okay and i, and I appreciate that uh and it's it's good we're, we're about five episodes in. They're still kind of gelling and meshing together. I keep forgetting that this is on Hulu, so it's a little jarring that they're talking about um, – they're cursing a lot more in this. Oh, okay. Um, and
0: is it still TV-14 or is it
2: – Yeah, yeah, it, it is, okay. but it's still – but there's still – a little bit more cursing and a little bit more risque conversations because we're talking about dating apps and, you know, modern dating apps and, you know, how people, you know, stay together in relationships and things like that. So it's it's good um, there. The first two episodes were really great. We're kind of in the lulls of the middle of the season so
0: far. So I'm going to keep going with it simply because I'm definitely rooting for Hillary Duff. All right. Uh, I'm going to stick with you for a second. Uh, another Hulu show. Talk me in or out of Pam and Tommy. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it, it's on my queue because I think it's a really fascinating co- concept. And I think it's only a limited series. So, it is, like, six so, episodes.
2: So, it is it is a limited series. Um, so, this and uh, another show on my on my list that I've, I've finished watching, Yellow Jackets. These mm-hmm. are very 90s shows. Meaning okay. that, like the music is all in the nineties and the manner is it like, you know how like with stranger things and everything like that, like maybe about five, 10 years ago, we really got into like the eighties. Now we're in the nineties right now. So I appreciate that. I'm enjoying um, Pam and Tommy uh, a lot. It's, you know, it's funny. It's a compelling story. Um, you're pulling back the curtain a little bit. Um, and I think you're addressing some things in this that are like, Oh, wow. Like this, the reason why this affected pam so much the reason it's it's got to be really hard for her as like somebody who's like more prominently out there with with baywatch being a thing and how she wants to like kind of be taken a little bit more seriously as as an actress it's the the performances between lily james and sebastian stan are great i would i would uh, like particularly lily james um sebastian stan it's kind of hard for me to like separate oh bucky's talking to pam anderson this is interesting but
0: um lily james is really going for it in Mm -hmm. this and she's doing she's doing a great job uh, and props to the makeup and hair department because i've seen like stills or trailers or whatnot yes looks great
2: well and, um yeah and um you know seth
0: rogan and nick offerman are are great so it, it, so that's it's, the thing is i heard about this show and i was like i'm not really interested in that but like same. when it gets into like it's supposed to get into the I, I haven't seen any of the episodes yet but it's supposed to get into the like it, it's it's not about making of a text sex tape it's about like theft S- of a sex tape like the stealing and, and the distribution Okay. Right, and and like that's fascinating to me. Like, mm-hmm. especially like, and uh, I you're born in 1995. All that, like, this is the first like big thing I can remember. Right, Th- like it, it almost felt like common to me since I was born like so late. Not um, yeah, we so late, but like this wasn't a thing until the Pam and Tommy tape. Mm-hmm. Like, this was culture changing. Like, I, I'm fascinated by it. So, well, like,
2: but one of the one of the other. Interesting things that kind of was culture changing about it is it's not just the theft of the tape, the distribution piece, because they're talking about the Internet in terms of just how it's this could be this revolutionary thing like. Can't tell you how many times they've done the AOL di- dial-up sound, and it gave me post-traumatic stress <laughs> because of it. Because it's like, no, 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 I don't want to go back to these days. But you know, that like was the worst, it was right. the worst. Um, and just how Seth uh, Seth Rogan, who plays the guy who stole the tape uh, from them, how he talks about the internet and how like everyone's like, what's the internet? I'm like my god this is how far back we're going with this and how they actually use the internet to it's not just it's not just about the tape it's the, the distribution mechanism where people are looking up you know looking these things up on on the internet and then they happen to fall on this website for the tape and you had to actually like send a check to somebody and then you get <laughs> then you get your tape like a vhs tape as well, man, I'm so
0: excited to watch this. So, uh, Chantal, have you been watching it as well? You've kind of made some comments or Have you just like aware of its existence?
1: I'm just aware of its of existence because um, when I first heard about it, I was like, okay, this sounds kind of interesting. I mean, it's still in the queue. I just, I, mm-hmm. I just don't know if I'm actually going to watch it. Watch it, but mm-hmm. I'm still debating on it. And then, like, just thinking about like the time of when that came out. It's like, what was it, ninety five? I was eight. I'm not even sure. I think it was like, I think it was like 95 or whatever, but I was like, I was eight years old. So it's like, I kind of, I kind of knew something about it. I mean, I shouldn't have, but I mean, it's like, it was on the news, like constantly when it became like a thing. So it was just like, wow. It was like, who wants to hear about that? But then. Listening to Mike explain it now, it's kind of making me want to go back and be like, "Hmm, maybe I will check it out now, since it's something completely different than what I thought it was going to." Be.
2: Yeah, give it. So, if you don't, if you don't like it by the end of the second episode, there's a good chance that you may, you may not like it. Like I normally try to encourage people to give it a little bit longer than that. The second episode is crazy. It's absolutely crazy because it is all about how. Pam and Tommy Lee met and how they like ended up getting engaged and married after four days of knowing each other. And those wow. four days are just like – this is insane. This is absolutely insane. It's, it's a slow-moving slow train wreck, and you're just like, this can't get any worse. Oh, my god, it just got worse. This can't get any worse.
0: Oh, my god, they're engaged. Jesus okay you you are right Chantal this takes place in
1: 1995
0: yeah okay um yep um all right. You mentioned it earlier. Um, it, it, Yellow Jackets. It's an addition to my queue. I see that Chantal, it's an addition on, on hers. So like neither of us have gotten around to it yet. I've heard a lot of great things. So even though I'm talking about like how I've taken a lot of things off, like I've heard too much good things to not watch this show. So even though I don't have show time, I'll I'll probably just buy a Blu-ray when it comes out.
2: I I'm, I'm doing the free trial of it and I thought that it was going to take me the whole month. It took me three days. <laughs> Get through it. it's 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 really good. I I really enjoy it. Um it was a lot more violent and gory than I thought it was going to be. I don't know what I was expecting with this cuz I had read some like some articles about it. It's like it's a little Lord of the Flies am like sure. Okay, I under, understand what they're going with with that, but um it's it's interesting because it switches back a lot from, you know, the like what they're from, doing from the present and the, from past, the present yeah. and the past when they're when oh. they're in the woods and the the more compelling stuff like it's kind of like a little bit like lost in that sense. Yeah. The, the more compelling stuff is not so much what they're doing now to some extent or another. It's it's
0: what they did before. So My- outside perspective looking you know not even ever seeing a single frame but just hearing people talk about it it almost sounds like if you combine Lost and Lord of the Flies and like the flashbacks from the first couple seasons of Arrow
2: yeah i i would have to, i would tend to agree with it but the, the thing that i just i really liked about it just this it's this team of it's this girls high school soccer team and just all the dynamics that just go into it um, there's so certain certain people that i'm rooting for certain people that i'm like why are you here are you contributing anything and then just there's it's it's kind of crazy some of the things that go into the show and i think there's kind of like kind of like with boba fett there's kind of a turn a little bit towards the end of the season um and if you can get on board with that turn um you're probably going to enjoy it if you don't get on board with
0: it I still think you're going to like it, but just not as much. All right. Uh, Chantal, your turn. T- talk to me about Single Drunk Female. Ooh. I've heard a lot about this show.
1: Oh, Single Drunk Female is actually one of my favorites that I just started watching. Um, I remember seeing like the previews of it, and I was just thinking, like, oh, my, like, let me check it out because I'm like, Freeform is kind of like a hit and miss for me when it comes to shows. But this one, I think is pretty, like, genuine. It's just showing... Um, of course, is showing this girl who's just getting out of rehab and she like already like relapsed in like her first day of like getting out of rehab. And then it's now she's like, trying to get back on her feet again. Her name was, her name Samantha and she's like literally like trying to get back on her feet. She's living at home. She has a crappy job at a grocery store. And of course she's an AA. So it's like, it's just like watching her like go through her days of like sobriety, like dealing with her mom and her best friend who's actually like her drinking buddy. So it's like kind of hard, like trying to see her juggle her sobriety while trying to please people that's like in her life so it's like it's just one of those shows that's kind of serious but it's also funny so i think it's something i you would enjoy because it's just showing like someone just trying to get through day by day while like trying to keep from wanting like drink herself to death mm. so it's just it's like one of those shows where it's like it's good but it's also serious
0: okay okay all right. We're going to, for the sake of time, we're going to play some, uh, rapid fire stuff. So, um, I finished big mouth season five. Look, if you like the show, you like the show you're in or out. Um, if you like, um, middle schoolers having adult conversations with middle school mindset, then you'll love this. Um, I talked about, are you the one last uh, month? We watched season two, me and my wife, and we started too hot to handle, which, uh, I'm really excited about, I never thought I'd be saying that phrase, but, um, um, the, the, the premise for too hot to handle, it's a Netflix show. It's, um, they take a bunch of like hot, young, horny people and tell them you're going to, we're going to do a reality show where you guys are just going to like p- party and, and all that. And then they say, Oh, by the way, you're not allowed to have any form of intimacy. Um, like in inter- like f- physical intimacy, you have to form emotional intimacy. So you're not allowed to kiss or anything further than that. Yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, uh, and then they lose money um, when they do that, and it's just like I'm. I'm so here for this. Um, never <laughs> words I never thought I'd say, but here we are. <laughs> um, okay. Um, something that uh, um, Mike is MacGruber everything that I want it to be. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, just it's it's so violent,
2: and the y- you get the MacGruber one-liners like I. I had been looking for something to watch on Peacock for a little while. I've had it for a little while, and I gotta say, I just haven't been interested in anything. And then *MacGruber* came out, and I was like, "Yes, I will, I will do this." And I just finished it not too long ago. Um, I just, it, yes, if you if
0: you are a fan of the movie, you're gonna love. You're gonna love the show. All right, I'm a big fan of the movie. Uh, and what about uh, what about Reacher? I hear really, I hear that Reacher is everything that the movie should have been.
2: I I would say that simply because uh, the guy who plays Reacher, Alan Richson, uh
0: Let me look it up so that I actually get it right. Because um, I'm not really interested because I didn't really like the movies. Uh, I, I only saw the first one, but it was fine. I, it just wasn't anything special.
2: Yeah. So. Alan, Alan richson if surprisingly it was that um, he he's Jack reacher and he's just this giant of a man who just has all this training it's it's good it's a little I thought it was a little bit slow at first but once we actually get going a little bit and you know you kind of put a little bit more pieces together um, it was it was good I I enjoyed it I'll be curious to see what they do with the second season because it's it's just a whole a whole mystery
0: this one season and then they're just gonna veer off and do something else. So yeah, it was good, cool. Um, a show that both of you have on your queue, Abbott Elementary. I've never heard of this. Uh, Chance all, like, what is the show about and why should I watch it?
1: Abbott Elementary is like one of those really, really like (laughs) one of those really feel good movies. It's just basically it's a group of uh, passionate teachers and then they have like a tone deaf principal and they're like all together in a Philadelphia public school. And they're just trying to like help their like help their students like succeed in life. And it's like in a mockumentary kind of style setting. So it's just like I love that. It's kind of like The Office. So it's like so I love the fact that it does not have a laugh track. It's like everybody is hilarious, including the kids. Like the kids are, just are hilarious, like, yeah. Like the kids are amazing. Especially the one kid that they thought that could like read really good. That that episode was like hilarious. But like all the way through like this whole like season so far, we've already been in I think it's what seven episodes so far. And I have laughed in like every single one. Like they have not let me down like once. It's Quinza. Bron- I think you say like Bronson. She's like from like BuzzFeed fame, the one who's like the girl who's never been on a date and the one who's like, ooh, mm. he has money. If you guys have like ever seen those videos, it's her, it's her show. And it's just, it's phenomenal. And I would love to see it get picked up for a second season.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to agree with that because also one of the things I love about Abbott Elementary is that it's very much old school teaching versus new school teaching yes. and how a lot of teaching now relies on things like apps and doing things uh you know just using new technologies and just the the differences uh with with that that's i i think the mockumentary style of of, of just the format just lends itself really well because if
0: it was just like a sit, a standard sitcom i don't think it would work as well okay all right mike i've got six six things we're gonna rapid fire real quick all right uh what do you think wheel of time i liked it a lot it's a little
2: hard to get into because they throw so much at you in the first two episodes, uh, but by the end, uh, a lot of good stuff, and I'm really excited for the second season.
0: Nice, uh, Ozark. Uh, is this the show that the the season three finale ended with them revealing that it was always like a TV show, or is that a different Netflix? Was that the OA? I think uh, that that's or definitely. Dark. That was Dar- that was Ozark,
2: maybe but that's definitely not that's definitely not this show okay definitely not ozark uh ozark is jason Bateman. yeah all right um i i kind of do hate the trend where you split up the last season into two two parts but i get it this season this season was pretty good generally i i enjoyed it the the last episode was like oh crap we're, it's on. now. it's really on. So,
3: uh,
2: I'm very
0: curious to see where where they're gonna go from here. Um, I heard that the this week's episode of Peacemaker made people cry. Uh, did it make you cry? It didn't, it didn't make. Me <laughs> I don't know, anything. I don't know it, anything. It didn't make me cry, but um, it definitely got
2: me choked up for a lot of reasons. Actually, um, uh, Chantal uh, posted something on Twitter, and I was just like, yes. I, I absolutely reply to that because uh, yes. you just reveal a lot more about Peacemaker's uh, his backstory a little bit, and that's that's tough. And then there's a part at the end where Peacemaker gets a hug from somebody, and you're just oh. like, "Oh, yeah, that's oh. that's so
1: good. That's
0: so, that's amazing. It's so good." But this is the guy that killed Rick Flagg, Who, if he would have done it after 2016 Suicide Squad, I'd have been like, "Cool." But after. <laughs> He was kind of a fun part of.
1: I hold a lot they, of grudge
0: on that. <laughs> yeah, but they did do. You, did you cry, Chantal?
1: Well, I I wouldn't say I cried. I did feel like a tug at my heart. There was one scene okay. where I had to like rewind because I was like, "Did that actually happen? Like, I couldn't believe it." So it was like I had to like go back really quick, and I was like, "Okay, that." did happen so it took me a second to like process what had happened so it wasn't it wasn't tears but it was definitely a pull at the arse. All
0: right, Mike, I hear that Station 11 is the best thing that ever came out last year. Am I is that right or Uh no, that's Reservation Dogs. Uh but okay.
2: st- Station 11 is the the first episode of Station 11 is very triggering for anybody who's kind of anxious about the pandemic because it starts mm-hmm. with the very beginning of the pandemic but it's an oddly hopeful movie and just kind of just gives you a sense of, like, the power of, like, what art can do for people in terms of healing and in terms of just establishing a new normal. It's 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 actually kind of a beautiful show if yeah. you go through That's it.
0: I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I hear it's really tough. Every time I get rid of stuff on my queue, then Yellow Jackets and Station Eleven. And, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, I was gonna ask about Reservation Dogs. So, the best thing that came out last year. that that's enough. Yeah, I, I. So, Reservation
2: Dogs is about a group of kids who are on a Native American reservation in Oklahoma, and they're they're kind of like a gang in a sense. And it just goes to they just have different different adventures. Like some of them kind of just they focus on them as a group, and then some of them they focus on some of them individually. It has a lot more. It had a lot more gut punch moments than I thought it was going to. Particularly the penultimate episode, where you kind of reveal what happens to like one of their friends. Because um, mm. it's it's four of them, or it was five of them originally. Now there's four of them, and you find out what happens to that. It's it's a lot. Okay. But it's 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 great. It's, um, it's great. I definitely definitely thought it was the best show of last year
0: what do you think about murderville i've heard lots of good things about this one
2: murderville was hit or miss i i enjoyed the first couple episodes and then it it really does hinge on the celebrity guest uh that's there it's a cool concept um especially since it's it's improv which i i kind of have mixed feelings about improv but you know I, I like Middlevich and Schwartz a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And this was, this is cool because it's kind of in a more contained environment where only like a couple people are improvising and the celebrity guests, some of them are great. Some of them, not so much.
0: So, um, okay. so yeah. And uh, very last one. Um, I hear polar opposites about the aftermath. Is it good or bad? I, I like the
2: aftermath a lot. Um, I, I, This is this is a show that I think um, could be a little shorter because I think we're about halfway through and it's getting to the point right now. It's like, okay, we we need to kind of wrap it up. But I I like all the cast members. They all work well together. It's really funny and it's a good mystery. Um, I think it just kind of needs to pick up the pace a little bit. Cool. All
0: right. um, Last couple things here real quick. Um, There's there's two shows you both have on your queue that I've never heard of um i what what is archive 81 archive 81
1: go ahead chantel archive 81 is basically it's a show where it's um this guy he takes a job with like restoring like damaged videotapes and he kind of like finds himself being like pulled into a mystery where it like involves like a missing director that um who's documenting um a mystery cult and so I kind of wanted to see what it was about because it looks kind of interesting because I I kind of like shows like this where it's like supernatural and like sci-fi. And so it like kind of like piqued my interest. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, but I'm going to hopefully try and dig into it pretty soon here because I have heard okay. pretty much good things about it. So I'm kind of excited and hopefully I'm like, I'm not disappointed. Okay. Is
0: that pretty accurate, uh, Mike? Anything to add to that? Nope. I'm I'm I agree. I'm curious about it too.
2: And yeah,
0: not, nothing else to add about it yet. All right. Um and then the other one is um All of Us Are Dead. All of Us
2: Are Dead is a I believe it's a Korean show and it's about yeah. zombies in
0: a high school. Yes. So Oh, I think I have heard of that one because it was going to be the next Squid Game. Yeah. So yes. I I got maybe about halfway through the pilot
2: and I I turned it off not because I wasn't enjoying it because I wanted to pay attention to it and mm. and yeah well and it's also kind of hard to pay attention if you know if if I'm on the computer like doing something and I'm listening to a show in Korean and I don't understand anything that they're talking about you now I actually need to pay attention yes. and read the subtitles and everything like that so um it first episodes first episodes good so far I just. Just need
0: to pay attention to it a little bit more when whenever we get time. Okay, time. Time is a construct. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. I watched. I watched Tag with Abby recently. So there's that great line. It's just like, uh, what time? Everybody set your watches, and you know, uh, somebody's like, I, I don't have a watch, and somebody's like, you know, mine doesn't have that feature, and somebody like time is like, um, uh, <laughs> um, okay. That just leaves us. We got to do our hot takes real quick. So I know, I know we didn't get around to talking about everything, but we're approaching the two album and we still got to do the B plot. Uh, I'll kick us off. My hot take is I might've used this before. Um, I love the, how I bet your mother finale. I think it's one of the best finales ever made for a comedy show. Uh, maybe the best finale made for a comedy show. Um, I felt that way from the second it aired until today. I still feel that way. Um, I'm, I'm not a late bloomer. The finale is amazing. So that's my hot take. I felt like it's relevant because How I Met Your Father is starting. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, give me more limited limited TV
2: runs, or at least TV shows uh, who have one great season and have the courage to just let it stand on its own. You know, I'm like, for example, Watchmen. Watchmen is uh-huh. is we may actually be talking about it in the B plot, but yeah, but Watchmen Ooh. was 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 really great and i'm glad that it just got one season and i'm glad that the that they stuck to their guns and just had one season um so give me give me more limited one season series um and also give me um give me more themed game shows uh meaning like i i watched the harry potter tournament of champions on um on hbo uh recently and it's it's great because the like the ambiance of it you know it it feels feels like you're kind of at hogwarts and they get like all these guests to to you know ask questions and things like that and helen mirren's a great host if they continually had this like had this be a thing each and every like each and every week you couldn't get helen mirren to to host that she wouldn't have time for something like that but if you do like four episodes really quick um it was great and some of the questions are like who on, who on earth knows this
0: and then you're like oh some of these people good for them so nice. yeah all right chantal what's your hot take
1: my hot take is is um every i guess you could say like every tv show doesn't need a covid plot line i feel like it Ooh, just takes okay it like it takes me out of the show whenever they add like like real like what we're living in right now like I mm. that's not what I'm watching the show for like give me something that is real life but not like our reality as of today like I don't I want to get away from that I just want you to just give me a straight plot line without the idea of us being in a pandemic like let's stop that right there
0: <laughs> I am surprised this hasn't been a hot take yet um I to- I. Half agree and half disagree. Um, I don't know. I think, I think some shows have done it well and some shows haven't. Um, I think This Is Us handled it really well. And like the, the, the most memorable moment of last season was when Kevin's babies are being born and he's talking to the old man in the parking lot whose wife is dying. Um, that's an incredible episode. So yeah, I, yeah.
2: there's I have two instances, like one that worked, one that didn't. Like when they incorporated COVID into the morning show, it didn't work. It didn't work at all um like it it could have worked but the way that they chose to incorporate it it didn't work and the the one like one show that incorporated it really well um they only did it for one episode was mythic quest mythic quest uh episode where they they all had to do everything through screens um that's arguably one of my favorite episodes of the, of the series, but one of the favorite episodes that kind of incorporates COVID
0: somehow. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to the B plot. Um, this could take five minutes or half an hour. Um, we'll, we'll try it. We'll try to make it fast. Um, let's make a Mount Rushmore TV uh, shows. So we have to collectively decide on one show that deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore of, of TV. Uh, we have to do one from each genre. Um, comedy, crime, drama, and animated. Um, we all have to agree um this isn't a two beats one but one of us hates it we all have to just be willing to say even though maybe it's my not my number one pick um i'm good if, if that's our pick um so um let's start with animated this one might be the easiest one to make actually um uh, maybe we'll see uh animated maybe comedy would be we'll start with animated uh anybody want to throw out a first nomination what is, what is the greatest animated show of all time I'll
2: I'll throw I'll throw it out there because for me it it kind of just boiled down to two picks for me that just came up off the top of my head, and it's ironic because one of them addressed it in their show. It was South Park versus The Simpsons, and mm. I think the reason why like I'm kind of inclined to throw out South Park right now uh, as as the animated one is because this most recent episode or this most recent premiered not too long ago. And it's still hilarious. It's mm-hmm. still funny. It's, it's gone a little bit too topical and it's a little too much
0: sometimes, well, but um, that's well. Yeah. And here, he, he, that's a great point because they're coming on the 25th season. Simps- Simpsons is in their 35th season, but not every season of Simpsons is great, but South park doesn't have lulls. That's a good point to make. Yeah. Let me throw one more into the mix. Let me throw the Batman animated series. Um, yeah. Let, I, let me throw that one into the mix. Uh, the I, uh, I, I the thought, one that introduced Harley Quinn.
2: I thought about that, or um, the or even X Men. Um, but X Men towards right. towards the latter half, it gets it gets a little rough. But um,
0: but yeah, those are those are two good ones as well. What do you think, Chantal? All what you got? You got ones to to add, or some thoughts on some of the ones we've already mentioned?
1: Well, I mean, I grew up on the Batman animated series and the X-Men series. So those were definitely like good picks. Like I actually recently restarted watching the Batman animated series because I loved it so much as a kid. So um, mm-hmm. th- so those are good ones, too, as well. And then, of course, um, I, I will throw one in there um, because of the fact that it is my comfort show. I mean, there has been like some seasons where it's like a little shaky, but I still love it. It's going to be Bob's Burgers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely in, cont- in contention. I um, it's gotten I, Bob's Burgers. I I still have never seen a
2: single episode of Bob's Burgers. No and way. It's, it's good. Uh, I, it's it's good. a good
3: show. It's
2: it's Keep it's on up. the list. It's it's definitely okay. on my on my queue, uh, particularly for uh, the uh, for the movie that's coming out. Which saw a preview of the the movie uh, with uh, when I went to go see Jackass, and I'm I'm intrigued. But I'm excited. Yeah.
0: All right. Here, here's my thought. We have to consider three things here. We have to consider length of series. So you know, a show that may have only, like something like Firefly, right? That only lasted one season. Like, is fine. You know, because every episode of Firefly is great, except for the pilot. The pilot's just okay. Um, fight me. But um, <laughs> the. Uh, Um, you know, that's, there's a difference. Like we, we either need to decide is percentage of good episodes better or is, or is number of good episodes better because there are more episodes of the Simpsons, um, double the amount of Simpsons episodes than there are South Park. So even if there are a couple of seasons in there is the fact that there's twice as many episodes and they're still hitting a pretty good percentage. Um, does, how, how does that factor in Bob's burgers is, um, also in that like 300 or 400, epic, no, not quite. It's it's it's, it's, too, it's
2: it's in the 200 range yeah, because, because I just because I looked yeah. it up on Hulu, or I uh, it's in my Hulu queue, and it was like, you have 200 and something episodes on scene. I'm like, hello, appreciate it.
0: 227 yeah. so i think we need to kind of decide yeah. which of these is going to be most important for us and, and 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 i think we have to talk about impact um that definitely has to has to play a part into it although i don't i don't know how much of a part that needs to play um so far i have down just listed the ones that we said uh south park simpsons uh batman uh x-men and bob's burgers that's just the ones we mentioned do we want to like throw any more out there before we kind of whittle this list down all those right. yeah I mean, that's good. a pretty good I'm list good so, n- not, to, not to disrespect it, but we can throw out X-Men, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. okay. like Because yeah, we kind of mentioned it in passing. You were like, you know, maybe the latter half or like, you know, I haven't seen it. I don't have any nostalgia for it. We could probably, you know, do that. Uh, so, all right. So, like, South Park, Simpsons, Batman's Bob's Burgers. Batman and Bob's Burgers. Man, I really don't know how we narrow this down anymore. I mean, if we want to go for simply, like, Impact, Simpsons, right? But if we want to go for, like... See, but... With, with The Simpsons, though, has it had an impact past their 10th season, though? Cause that Man, but the first 10th, the, the, the show itself, you don't get Bob's Burgers without The Simpsons. Well, You don't get any. Hit. You don't you get don't, Family Guy. You, you don't, don't get, get most of these
2: modern shows without, without, without the, Simpsons.
0: the Simpsons. I don't think yeah. you get any, any adult animation that's not on Adult Swim if you don't have The Simpsons. Right. Yeah. So... The thing that I just
2: struggle with The Simpsons is that those first ten seasons are arguably some of the best TV out there. Mm-hmm. The the dip in quality though is just it is it's prevalent and now it's kind of just The Simpsons just feels like it's a running it's just a running gag to just see how long how long it can last and mm-hmm. it's it's too bad that it's come to that but the I think for percentage like if you look at percentage of like good to bad ratio and like cuz they're they're in a the lull and they've been in a lull for a long time and although I do give it credence for being first
0: just because you're first doesn't mean you mm-hmm. did it the best sure yeah that's definitely right. part of the conversation all right we got uh, we somebody's either got to throw out a nomination for us to agree on or throw out something for us to get rid of i'll i'll, I'll be willing to throw out a nomination um Uh, Look, I think this is fair to say that if we were making an animation Mount Rushmore, these would be the four. I'm going to go ahead and throw out Batman the Animated Series.
1: I can agree with that. Like,
0: in terms of impact on what it did for comic book shows, for animation, for the quality of episodes, um, the one thing that stinks is there's not really an overarching plot. Every episode is kind of standalone, but like, it kind of works a lot in that way. Yeah,
2: there's nothing wrong Um, with that,
0: though. Yeah. And this show did what should have been impossible by introducing a character from a known IP that became just as beloved as everybody else. Because this show created Harley Quinn. That's not a small feat. So In, I, I'd be willing to throw out Batman the Animated Series as the one we place up there. I, I would
2: say also with Batman the Animated Series, the guy who voices Batman, Kevin, what's his last Kevin Conroy.
1: Name? Yeah, Kevin Arguably Conroy.
2: the best Arguably, the best Batman. Not arguably, he is. Yeah, and he is the best. Without, 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 the, without the animated series, we don't get, you know, Mask of the Phantasm, and we don't get Ooh, those. Yeah. We don't get yeah. those amazing video games. I know that contradicts just what I said before, with like just because you did it first doesn't mean that you did it the best. God. But this is He's... this is, this, but this is a case where I would be willing to agree with you simply because of the impact and because of what it did not just for for comedy but or for for comic book tv but for animation as a whole mm-hmm. as well
0: yeah i mean again that, that means no disrespect for the other ones but i could you think of i can't think of a, of a single animated tv show moment that makes me feel more than the mr freeze arcs that batman has the um, I can't. The name of the episode, "Cold, Cold Heart," um, is one of the best animated episodes of all time, if not the best animated episode of all time. So, yeah. Um, are we good with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with that. All right. There we go. That man, the animated series, taking our animated spot on much And remember, this is just our three. You can, you can have your own different one. Uh, that's fine. And again, if we're talking about impact, just impact alone, it has to be the Simpsons, right? But we're taking in everything into consideration. Let's move on to comedy. This one should also be, um, this one should also be a little easier to wrap up. I ha- I have to throw out scrubs. Um, we should probably throw out friends and how I met your mother and the office as well. Um, yeah, I had, the office. I had scrubs on my short list. I also had parks and rec,
2: uh-huh. Uh huh. I had "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," mm-hmm. and then
0: I also had Brooklyn Nine Nine. All right. Anything else to add, Chantal?
1: Uh, for comedy, yeah.
0: Yep. I mean, we, um, I mean, we could also easily throw out something like I Love Lucy. I'm just not versed in any of the older shows.
1: Well, for me, I would probably have to say, like, anything. It would probably be Modern Family. I mean, I like, okay. I love that show. Um, Even though I did kind of, like, fall off at the end, I think, like, the first few seasons were just phenomenal. So I would have mm-hmm. to say Modern Family. And, of course, I would also have to say The Big Bang Theory. As well. Okay. And then, of course, like the, my very last one, I would have to say Silicon Valley.
0: Ooh, one I didn't even think of, but...
1: Yeah, that show man, that's was... that's a great yeah. pick. Yeah, that there's, was a great show for me.
0: I can't think of a time that I laughed harder than when, um, when they're trying to get sponsored, and there's the guy that they call... Uh, there's a guy named Aaron that they call Double Asshole, and he winds yeah. up having a colectomy bag. It's the... <laughs> It was, I can't remember a time I left the hardest. Okay. Um, all right. We're going to have to play the elimination game here a little bit. Um, my, uh,
2: Can I throw out an elimination then? Yeah. It used to be my favorite TV show, but upon rewatch,
0: it's not. I I would request to throw out Friends. Unfortunately. That, all right. So that's – like again, if we're talking Impact, right, Friends – I mean I, I, I'm not a Seinfeld fan. So if somebody did nominate it, I would throw it out. Um, like Seinfeld and Friends arguably had the biggest impact on modern comedies. Um, I haven't rewatched episodes in a while. I so, But that that's what a lot of people say. Just, it hasn't held up well for lots of reasons. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw out The Office. Um, the Office is the most overrated show there's ever been. Um, it's fine. Lots of people would have it at their number one. But if we've already got Parks and Rec here, we don't need The Office. Well, if, um, you, got, if you
2: got Parks and Rec or um, Modern Family, really?
0: you, don't, you yeah. don't need The Office. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Modern Family, so I can't throw that out, uh, but I will throw out Big Bang Theory. Um yeah, I'm fine with that. That's one I'm not, that's one I'm not, I'm, we're not going to get a unanimous on. Um, so, um, Chantal, anything you want to, like, kind of nix right off the bat? We've still got Scrubs, um, How I Met Your Mother, Parks and Rec, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Modern Family in Silicon Valley. Uh, um...
1: If I had to choose, it would probably have to be, um, uh, don't hate me. I have to say scrubs.
0: That's okay. All right. That's okay. That's okay. This is our collective Mount Rushmore, <laughs> and I really want all of us to be able to unanimously agree on something, not just two versus one. Right. Tough cut, though. So, I get it. Tough I am, no, cut. But I, I get it. I... Yeah. Painfully crossing out scrubs. That's okay. That's okay. Look, Thank and you. honestly, it could have come down to. Part of Scrubs is season nine, and so we—if we're talking total, like right, like okay, um, I'll I'll throw
2: out another, I'll get rid of another one. Um, yep, you can uh, you can get rid of. It's always sunny in Philadelphia as well. Okay, yeah, I, gosh, I love this show. I love. Um, don't get me wrong, I love it too, but. I think the other ones have the ones that we have on our list have just had more of an impact. I know. Yeah. If, well, if it's always sunny in Philadelphia was not on FX or FXX, whichever channel it's on, I right. think it could have had more of an impact. But because mm-hmm. it's there, I don't think it has the same impact that well if possible.
0: you want if you want it's always sunny on a network program, just go watch AP Bio on Peacock. Fair. Um Okay, uh, I'll throw out Modern Family. Um, if we're if it, it, clearly it's always it's always sunny would have been higher than Modern Family. So if we're if we're to the point that we're knocking off it's always sunny, we're getting at that point. Uh, right. So what do we have left then? Uh, How I Met Your Mother, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn 99, Nine, and Silicon Valley. This is tough. This is where it gets really hard. Again, this would be our Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I I will painfully throw away How I Met Your Mother.
2: Yeah, that that would have been my next cut as well, simply because those first couple of seasons are great. There was a bit of a lull in the middle. And also, kind of what you said earlier, Aaron, after a while, you just, you just can't get on board with Ted anymore. Right, right. All right.
0: Gosh, I feel like any of these three could be it, right? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Why don't... All right, why don't we do this? I think I think we just need to throw out a nomination. And since I threw out the nomination for Batman, I'm not going to do it this time. I think Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Silicon Valley, I think somebody just needs to throw out a nomination for, for the one that we uh, want to put on the Mount Rushmore.
1: Those are our choices?
0: Yep. That's oh, with man. everything that we've eliminated so far, yeah. Yeah, wow. I, but, like, this whole list was... Good to great shows, you know, like, and again, I'm not a fan of The Office, but it had massive impact. Lots of people would have this as that one. Mike? I'm okay. I'm going
2: to state my case for Parks and Rec um, because we had a lot of mockumentary style shows on here. Uh, we had The Office, we had Modern Family, and we had Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, I think it was the shortest of all of those, but all of the episodes. You know all of them were great you had a lot of great character arcs and um i the the season finale is an amazing season finale um i i really liked it but as i'm talking it talking through it in my head i'm actually gonna throw out silicon valley as my pick actually okay i I just talked myself out of parks and rec to (laughs) nominate silicon valley
0: Because, man, as you were talking, I was thinking the same thing, only because I probably would put Parks and Rec higher. I've rewatched Parks and Rec two or three times, but that first season is abysmal. It is. And even the first half of sec- season two is abysmal. And it's the same reason why Scrubs would have eventually got off because of season nine. Silicon Valley. Because Silicon doesn't Valley play. doesn't have a bad season. It doesn't have it a bad really episode. Doesn't. And it's it's got like 50 episodes. And it's a more intelligent comedy than most of them. Because you know, yeah. here's the other thing I was going to mention with Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec makes me cry at moments. Like, ball at moments. If, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is really good. I, I don't know that I ever cried at Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have either. It's just a really good show, though. But I don't think I've ever.
0: And and there's some really good intellectual comedy in there as well. But I, I I I don't, I don't know how emotional I get at Silicon Valley, but it, it's, it's, it's. I like comedies that are more than just let's just try to make as many jokes per minute. Silicon Valley takes entire episodes to set up one joke. Like like the, the season one finale where they're trying to describe the the algorithm is maybe the funniest joke ever put on TV.
3: Yes.
0: Alright, so Mike nominates Silicon Valley. I think I'm talking myself into it too. Yeah. I...
2: Y- you brought... The, the nail... I was already on the fence about Parks and Rec, but then you mentioned that first season and you know. I tried to block out that first season in my head.
0: So, Yeah. I, I'm good with Silicon Valley, man. Dark Horse Silicon Valley. I'm good with it too. Are you good with it, Chantal?
1: I'm definitely good with it because that was actually my choice. That was my nomination. Right.
0: <laughs> I would. I honestly wouldn't have considered it, but it's hard to be mad at that, you know. Yes. All right. Two Warner Brothers properties so far. Batman and Silicon Valley are both available on HBO Max. Um, let's go with crime. Um, now, crime is going to be different than drama. Uh, crime specifically has to be – crime drama will be non-crime drama. Um, if we're talking about crime drama, we have to talk about The Wire. Absolutely. Another HBO show. Yeah, The Wire was my first – the first
2: thing that came to mind out of any of these. Um Yeah, I, I had The
0: Wire – first um we should also throw out sherlock absolutely what so would you throw out breaking bad in something uh it it would be crime yeah so doesn't have to be procedural doesn't have to be breaking bad sure i i guess i'm
2: throwing out breaking bad like i don't know why i'm sounding so like nervous about throwing out breaking bad but
0: yeah because i'm gonna veto it at some point but sure what do you got chantal anything you want to like toss out here for the first for the like first round Anything that you that should be in consideration? I mean, if we're talking um, impact CSI, but no, <laughs>
1: yeah, because I was like, yeah, I was like thinking CSI, and then I'm just like, uh, maybe not. Um, mm-hmm. but if I had to say like any crime show, it would probably have to. This is, I would have to say, Oof, even though I'm like, I did, I did enjoy that first season. The second season was a little huh, eh, and the third season was okay. I was gonna go with true detective. Yeah, all right. That was one for me was true detective for sure. Mm-hmm. And then another um, one. Sorry. And another no, no, one that's would be fine. Luther. Another one would be Luther.
0: Me too. Yes. Luther okay, was another I'm so happy one. For that me. I'm not, I was afraid this was gonna be one that it was gonna be just me alone. um <laughs> no, no. Luther. Mike, uh it, does Watchmen go in crime or drama? <sighs> I I kind
2: of had I, I th- a, a split. I think it we have to
0: talk about which one is it more, right? Yeah. I don't. I, I would say drama because I don't. I think crime is a big part of it, but it's it's not a, it's not a procedural. It's a mystery.
2: I selfishly want to put it in drama because I think it's got more of a chance. But um, but yeah, I would put it in drama as
0: well. I think it's whatever whatever genre tag you would label it first, and I think Watchmen would be drama over crime. Okay. I think so, too. Okay. Okay, The Wire, Sherlock, Breaking Bad, True Detective Luther, all those would be crime first. Yes. Yeah. I was like, you can maybe make the argument with Breaking Bad, but I don't think. Because it's still crime at its roots. It's just not crime in the way we typically think about crime. Because it's from the criminal's perspective. All right, any other ones to throw out there? No, this is the one one that I had the most trouble. This is the one I had the most trouble with.
1: Same. Me, too
0: okay well we're gonna throw out true detective because as mentioned amazing first season yes decent second season and good third season but you know if we're t- if we're putting up against other shows uh i'm i'm personally gonna pitch breaking bad because i i don't get the love for it so you guys you guys can take the out saying you did the right thing by nominating it i'm doing i'm doing the unpopular thing by pitching it uh i i Mike, have you seen Luther? No. I, oh, I have. I, I was really wanting to just oh, to, 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 I, to to
2: nominate Luther. I, I haven't, unfortunately. Even though it, it's definitely on the list, but Luther, no, it's I I haven't watched it yet, unfortunately.
0: Let's well, let's see. Is there a show? Is there one? Which of these shows we've all seen? Um, have we all seen The Wire? No. Okay. And I assume we've all seen Sherlock.
2: Yeah, no. I've seen Sherlock.
0: No, okay. It's no. Be interesting. Okay, so that's okay. No matter what, it's just somebody's gonna have to be willing to cave a little bit um, and say, from what I've heard about this show, or um, based off of what you're saying, you know, I'm willing to to say without having seen it that that seems to be the right choice. Okay. Guys, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we know this down. <laughs> I, Everything in my heart wants tricky. to pull for Luther.
3: It's, it's everything it's, in my head
0: wants to pull for Luther too, because same. first of all, Idris Elba is doing his best work in Luther. Idris Elba also doing incredible work in The Wire, um, but he's doing his best work in Luther. It's the 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 structure is two episode arcs of criminals. It's not afraid to kill off characters that you get familiar with. It's, yeah, it's not, not afraid that. to. Take you to deep psychological Luther is a sociopath. It's not afraid to take you there. Mm, no, not sociopath. He has psychopathic tendencies. He's he has he sees a therapist ordered by the police department because he intentionally killed a criminal. Sherlock is a sociopath.
1: For me, with Luther, I knew he was crazy enough to pour gasoline on himself to almost like go mm-hmm. ahead and set himself on fire that's when i knew i'm like okay this man has really nothing to lose and i like instantly like fell in love with this character because yes. he just yeah. he just goes off into the deep end and he just like he does not care if he comes out of it alive or not
0: <laughs> well there's there's also elements of um there are some really really complex crime stuff going on and that's there's an, there's an episode where there are two guys randomly going on killing sprees, and they have to figure out like where they're going to be next, but they're all completely random. And there's a code that they use in the Gideon Bible, since the Gideon Bible is in every hotel chain. And then they have a decipher that they have to figure out. It says, be here and do this at this point. And it's like, it's some really smart crime stuff. Um really good. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's break this down season by season, though. Luther season, there's five seasons. It's very clear after the season three finale, they were only intending on making three, but since it's a BBC show, you know, th- I think they just thought it's was blowing up. There's no way we're going to get him to do this for longer. Yeah. They come back right. and they make a season four, which is fine. And they come back and make a season five, which is good, but it's not, it's, it's, it's a, Steep drop off after season three.
1: It, it kind of. So I'm it, almost
0: wanting to talk myself out of it.
1: Especially because me. with season four. It was like only like two episodes. And I felt like I was missing something. So it kind of like. Yes. Threw me off when you only have two episodes. And then we wait four years later for the fifth season. See, now I'm kind of like talking myself out of it too. So
0: I know. And it's sad because that's the one that my heart wants to say, right? Yes, exactly. That's the one that I want to lean towards, but yes, I want to fight for it. But then it's
1: like, also I'm like, uh, it's kind of like, I also
0: don't know that there's a better single season of crime than the wire season four with the school kids. Yeah. I'm... And the wire is one of those slow burn, really about the process
2: that's another show that they're not afraid to kill off characters either that's true
1: it's true well after like i always heard good things about it even though i have not seen it yet i've seen a lot of things about it and i will be that person and i will nominate the wire i don't know if you guys agree it has to be right yeah but now i'm like when i think about it and even though i have not seen it i'm just gonna chuck it up and i'm gonna
0: say the Wire. All right, so The Wire is what my head says. Luther is still where my heart says, but I think we've kind of talked ourselves out of Luther, so we'll give it of that. If it's just The Wire and Sherlock, it should say something that The Wire has five 10-episode seasons and doesn't have a single bad episode, and Sherlock has fewer screen time and does have bad episodes. Like the second episode of the series, the one with the the Chinese um, uh, underground like mafia, whatever, is not a good episode. And and I think The Wire has more impact than Sherlock does, so that's also that. And there's a sense of finality at The Wire where Sherlock always has the door open. All right, I'm willing to affirm The Wire. I will affirm it as well. All right, there we go. Gosh, that was hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a tough one.
0: I love how we're re- getting ready to nominate things, and as we're making our case for nominating them, we're talking ourselves out of them. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
0: it's hard. Guys, guys, th- all three of our shows are available on HBO Max right now. <laughs> I tell you, there's a reason why HBO is the best streaming service. Okay, very last one, drama. Okay, we already talked about Watchmen. What else are we throwing out here? I'll, I'll throw out This Is Us.
1: I'm gonna throw in Succession.
0: Okay. Just because. I'll throw out Chernobyl. Just because it didn't
2: fall into any other category, I'm gonna. This is where I'm gonna nominate Game of Thrones.
1: Yep, this would be where that goes. Yeah, that would be. Um, trying I think? Would I guess could we could we say How to Get Away with Murder would be a good drama? Yeah. I mean, that would, that would be one,
0: right? that would be there. I haven't seen it. Ah. This would be the category for it. Okay. Um, Mike, have you seen it? No, I haven't. Okay. Oh my god! So honorable mention for How okay. to Get Away with Murder from Chantal. <laughs> um. This. I mean. This I haven't seen any but this is where we would put the west wing. Um see I if if the I've west wing would either. have if the west wing would have
2: ended after 4 seasons, yeah, I would have nominated it, but it didn't. So I'm not nominating it.
0: If we feel comfortable enough to nominate Game of Thrones, I feel comfortable enough to nominate Newsroom as long as more than I have seen it.
1: I have not.
0: All right. That's, that, that's okay. No no no, that's well all right here's the thing game of thrones has an abysmal last season according to the general population
2: population.
0: i think it's better than that but it's still not good and the season before it was also bad and i never really liked it as much for the first five seasons like newsroom has an incredible first season a great second season and a really good third season but there is a slow decline but that first season is good enough for me to pull through
1: i have one i have another one will be killing eve yeah okay killing eve is another one for me
0: Yeah, I mean, I've not seen that. Mike, have Uh, you? I I have not seen Killing Eve. Okay, another honorable mention for for Killing Eve. Man, how did we not include Ted Lasso in comedy? (laughs) That would have made that harder. I mean that's so much harder. Um, not a uh, Ted, Ted. Lasso didn't have enough
2: time, unfortunately. They've only had two episode, two seasons, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, we would have eventually knocked it off for that reason, but yeah. we would have talked about it a lot more. Yeah. Oh um, my. I'll 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 not nominate Newsroom. Honorable mention, but not I will nominee. Um, how many
2: nominations do we have right now?
0: Like, that's yeah. five right now, right? Five. Okay, so we have Watchmen, This Is Us, Secession, Chernobyl, and Game of Thrones. Amen. And like I feel like we sh- we we are missing things, but I I don't know what we would be missing.
1: That's how I feel too. I feel like there's something that should be well, there, well, and we're-, we're
0: we're we're missing some
2: of. See, we're we're missing some like prominent like medical shows. Like I I personally wouldn't have nominated sure. them, but like you know your ERs or your House or something
0: like that would probably mm-hmm. go under this category because it's not crime related and, and it's a big it's a bit even though my love of scrubs it's a big like gap in my like have seen mm-hmm. um i haven't seen any or i haven't seen house or gray's anatomy or er yeah i, mean, yeah, I don't I want to watch any Grey's of those um uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're missing a big medical, medical portion, uh, yeah. medical drama portion, but, uh, and I also feel like we're missing, you know, like, I feel like the West Wing should be in this list, but, you know, I, I haven't seen it, so I can't nominate it, so. Could yeah. um, your bloody be one? It could be, but I haven't seen any. No
1: way. Have you, I
0: mean, if, I think if two of us have seen it, right, then we can nominate it. If two of us had seen it and agree like, that it could be nominated, like have have I seen True Blood? Yeah,
2: I've seen yeah. True Blood. I'm I'm comfortable putting it in as an okay. We'll out. put it in there. That's fine. Um, I mean, what? But is this this is where you'd put something like Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well? Though right? you would,
0: mm-hmm. if I had seen it. <laughs> um, like because oh, I'm I thinking think of other anybody. I've
2: have seen Sons of Anarchy. Um, mm-hmm. I I probably should have put that in the crime section. Yeah. Um, because that's because it's it's more crime. crime yeah. Is, Same with yeah. Justified. Because also like because that was kind of the toss up a little bit that I had with the Americans as well is that it's spies. It's kind of crime. Yeah.
0: But it's yeah. kind of drama. It's no, it's espionage, is what it is, which is a crime. But
1: yeah. Okay. So. What about iRobot? Mister Robot. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. Why did I think of a no? Nah, I, I
0: haven't seen it's it. Is Mister Robot? It was actually that's one what I meant to say. It was actually one of the ones I just took off my queue. I've not seen.
1: It's such a good show.
0: I hear, but I also hear that it has a great first season, and then
1: it does a kind of good
0: rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of to does drop that... in the last one. Yeah, that not a lot of people were happy with the ending. Um, okay. Never mind. I threw out Banda Brothers, right? Like 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 Banda Brothers deserves to be in the conversation. I'm I'm more of a fan of the Pacific, but I think Band of Brothers is the is the better pick for, for this category. Um and that's not crime. And it's a is a drama. It's a war drama. I haven't seen
1: that one unfortunately.
0: Okay. Are we are we ready are we ready to start whittling down? Yeah,
1: yeah let's let's start can. whittling
0: down and give us give us the what we have. Yeah, we have Watchmen. This is us. Secession, Chernobyl, Game of Thrones, True Blood, and Band of Brothers. I'll, I'll tell you right, I'm probably just, I'm gonna toss Game of Thrones. Um, it, it should make it farther than this, but it, we talk about it so much that it's just yeah. like I don't want to have this conversation again. Um, I've not seen Secession, True Blood, or but, oh, uh, Secession or True Blood, but I'm not saying I'm not saying pitch them right because if the two of you feel strongly enough, you can convince me.
1: I think that if, succession should stay, that's that's yeah, my opinion because I, like this bad Okay, from season, reputation,
0: I totally
2: I, agree. I would agree with that because if if I had to choose between
0: those two, uh, which yeah. that's
2: not what we're saying at all, but uh, but right. yeah, I
0: I would. Well, for the sake of it, let's say we are right because eventually it would come down to it could be secession or True Blood, and you're saying I, secession.
2: I. I I would have a much easier time arguing for Succession versus arguing right. for True Blood.
0: That's okay. We'll take off True Blood here. That's okay. Uh, I'm willing to, even though I threw it out, I'm willing to take off This Is Us. Um, we talked about how after season two and a half, it, or one and a half, it kind of starts to lose some steam. Um, still a good show. Still worth mentioning. Uh, yes. But I think it can come off at this point. Um, what do we have? Mike, about? have you seen? What do we-, we have Watchmen, Secession, Chernobyl, and Band of Brothers. This is going to be an HBO Max sweep. Uh, It's going to be an HBO Max sweep, yeah. (laughs) It literally is. They make the best shows. They always have. Um, Okay. um, Mike, have you seen Band of Brothers? I have, yeah. Okay. um, Either of you guys, have you seen Chernobyl? I have not. It's still in the queue. Okay. Mike? No. Oh, that's fine. I'm just looking for one. All right, Chernobyl's excellent. Both of you should get around to. It. I'm just looking for at least two. Uh, and Watchmen. Have we all seen Watchmen? Yes. Yes. Okay. We've all seen Watchmen. You two have seen Secession, and me and Mike have seen Band of Brothers. Okay. Can I nominate Watchmen? I would say go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. Like, I'm, I'm totally willing. Like, like part, part of this is I'm totally willing. I think Secession and Bandit Band Brothers have enough clout that it could easily pull, be pulled in, and I'd be totally willing to say Secession. But also, we would have to take into fact that th- it's not over yet. Right. It's, it's had three seasons. I don't know how long it plans on going. But what if season four really sucks? Right. Like Westworld season one is maybe my favorite season of TV of all time. And season two kind of sucks, and season three is good but not great. You so like with with Succession, like I I
2: I'm not going to speak for Chantel, but I know for me the first season is fine,
0: and the second season, second and third season are are great. That's that's what I hear, and uh, you know if. It's just mostly, like, it's just, it's not over yet, so there's always that what if.
1: Right. So, I have to agree with Mike, too. Like, you said, like, that first season is okay, but that, when it's like, it ends and you get the second season and third season, it was just, like, boom. boom. It was just, like, one of the best times of, like, TV for me when it came to Succession, especially the last episode of the third season. Yeah, that right there was, yeah, that that right there shocked me. So yeah, it was definitely, yeah. Succession is I need like, to watch Succession so bad. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: really All
0: right. Good. So I, I already threw out um, suggesting um, Watchmen. Are we, is that, are we comfortable putting that one up there or do we want to have more conversations about another you're, one? You're not
2: going to hear any argument from me with that. Yeah, me either. What, because with, the the impact that it had with just one season, you, all the acting performances are fantastic. There, I can't think of a single episode that I was like,
0: eh, "That was that was just and, go- good." And a God walks into a bar is maybe my favorite tv episode of all time
1: that was by far the best one for me for that season that one was and really it's good.
0: quite possibly the best finale of all time as well
1: the way it and ended again. just yeah. that was yeah all right
0: having all right,
2: having we're talking having the courage to just go out there with with that ending
0: and then just be like this is all you get
1: <laughs> it's all, <folks. laughs> that's it. it's over
0: <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, it is all over. We got our Mount Rushmore TV shows. We've got Silicon Valley, The Wire, Watchmen, and Batman, the animated series. All of these are available on HBO Max, by the way. <laughs> so if you're looking for some things to watch... All those sweeps,
1: man. <laughs> HBO is the for best f- place to go.
0: For $15 a month, you can watch all of this. And Secession, and Band of Brothers, and Chernobyl, and Game of Thrones, and True Blood, and... Ninety percent of this list.
1: They're playing all the hits, man. They're playing all the hits.
0: South, pa- South, right. South Park's on HBO Max too. South so Park they're... is on. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, so is um, Friends and uh, Big Bang Theory. We stop. Is it? Okay, that's yep. right. Sure yep. I think that's where we stop. So, all right, guys. I'm really happy with this top. With this Not Rushmore. I think we did it. I think we did a pretty good job. Me too. And especially the fact that we talked about a lot of TV shows, and there was only one nomination that all of us haven't seen at least part of. So, that being The Wire. Yeah. All right. I feel good. Let's lock that in. it's good. Somebody that knows how to Photoshop, Photoshop that for me, please. Um, oh, let me get Watchmen, Batman. Let me get Doctor Manhattan, Batman. Um, let's go with Idris Elba from The Wire. That way, I can my heart can feel a little bit good about Luther. <laughs> and uh, and and somebody from Silicon Valley up on Photoshopped on the under the Mount Westmore. Um. Uh, all right, man. That was a lot more stressful than I thought it would be. <laughs> And my heart is broken for Scrubs and Luther, but that's okay. You're you are championing
2: championing that for other people to watch. So it's, that's, it's all true. Good. Yes, that's good. I'm I'm def after hearing you two talk about Luther, I'm definitely moving that up in the queue. So
0: man, I want to watch it for Bless a third me. time right now, man.
1: <laughs> I know such a good show.
0: All right. Um, It feels irrelevant at this point, but let's wrap up with the spinoff. We've already talked about a lot of things that people should watch, but let's go ahead and give them something that they should check out or something that they should stay away from. Mike, let's start with you. So I I mentioned before that I did a free trial
2: of Showtime just so that I could watch Yellow Jackets, and I looked around uh, for other shows to watch, and I landed on We Need to Talk About Cosby. Uh, as the thing that I watched. It's a four-part documentary um, about the rise and fall of Bill Cosby. And the conversation that they're having about it is fascinating because... It sounded, it's it, it's kind of a little bit like a conversation that I had when I was hosting trivia a couple of years ago when I played an R. Kelly song and a couple of people came up to me afterwards and say, can you no longer oh, no. play R. Kelly's music? And I was mm. like, okay, um, okay, what's going on with that? And then they kind of clued me in. I was like, oh, and then that kind of started a conversation amongst other people. It's like, can you separate the man from the art? And for a lot of people, the answer is no, no I, I can't at all. But there's still a pocket of people who are like, yeah, I can, I can separate it. And this is the conversation that they're having about it is that particularly for you know, different pockets of people, like comedians still very much hold Bill Cosby in high, high esteem because of what he did for, for you know comedy and the doors that he opened and still have a thing about you know, the impact that the Cosby show had. But then you look you look back at the other stuff and you're like, oh, like, I can't I can't not think about that as a thing. And the the weird thing about the show is that they wrapped up they wrapped up a lot of the interviews uh, and they actually show show it in the last the last part. Um, The documentary was pretty much finished and then he got released from prison. And then it throws yeah. throws a wow. di- different a different wrench in it. So it's it's not an easy watch by any means. All the trigger warnings, uh, particularly for uh, for sexual assault, it's not an easy watch, but it's an important watch, and it's a good conversation. It's very well done. The interviews are all great, but it was not easy to get through. So I will recommend cautiously we need to talk about cosby
0: on showtime man since i have hulu i'm wow. constantly getting like get get showtime for free for six months and, and, I'm, and i'm like about to do it every day because of yellow jackets and now like while you have showtime watch attica please attica is yes attica incredible. is incredible. at
2: i i have watched attica and that was almost my okay. recommendation and then i watched like, we
0: need to talk about cosby oscar nomina- nominated attica for best documentary feature Wow. Okay. Right. We need to talk about Cosby. There we go. Uh, Chantal, what are you uh, either recommending or avoiding?
1: Well, I'm also recommending a documentary as well. It's more of, um, it's I guess you could say it's more like a, mu- kind of like a musical documentary. It's called Summer of Soul, or we will, or yeah, when the revolution yeah. cannot be televised. Oscar about nominated Summer of exactly. Soul. Exactly. I'm like so excited. Of course, it's directed by Questlove from the Roots. Um, it's mm-hmm. just one of those shows, or shows. It's a documentary that basically examines the 1969 like um, Harlem Cultural Festival, which was um, held in Mount Morris Park, which is now the Marcus Garvey Park in Harlem, and it lasted for six weeks. And you had you had performers like Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, the Staple Singers, Gladys Knight, nice and the Pimps, and like Sly and the Family Stone, um, and the list goes on and on and on. And despite it having these big performers and having a large audience, it wasn't, it was seen as obscure in the pop culture. So it was never, it never saw the light of day. So it came out around the same time. I think I want to say from the movie, I think it showed, I think it was either before or after Woodstock. So it was like a right around the same time as that. So it was like, nobody was really caring for this festival. Like they were with Woodstock. So it was just really interesting to see all these people coming together for, for something as big as this. And I just wish that it would have been seen before now, but I just think everybody should see it because it's one of those kind of like feel good, like films, like just seeing everything from that era.
0: Yeah. This is, this is on my queue. That's my pick. (sighs) Yeah. It's on Disney plus now too. So if you don't have Hulu, but you have Disney plus good news for you, you can still watch it. You can still watch it. All right. I'm going to recommend, um, a podcast. Um, this is not a current podcast. This is a podcast that ran for about a year, uh, back in 2012. Um, the reason I want to recommend this is because I was having a trip down nostalgia lane the other day. There's this podcast that ran, it was actually the thing that got me into podcasts. This is like before podcasts were really big. This is like, as they were starting and, um, it's uh, it, it only lasted for about a year. It's, it's called, yeah, it's that bad. Um, And it was, it was, it had its run and the guy stopped due to the kind of vague things. But I think essentially they said they put ground rules and somebody found out their identity and was threatening their work. Like that they worked oh, wow. for or something. I think that's the story. And they were like, we got to call it quits. Um, So like, I think that's the story. It's something, something along that. That just they had ground rules of if anybody ever finds out who we actually are, um, that was a sign that they were gonna stop. And so they got about a year into it and gained a lot of traction. Some idiot on the internet um, just ruined all that. But but that that all ended in about like 2012, and um, somebody um, got access to all of it and re-uploaded it. So you can still find it because they took down the the website and everything um pretty pretty quickly after uh, within a within a month or two um but somebody re-uploaded everything in 2015 so you can still find it on your favorite podcast player yeah it's that bad the complete archive the concept of the show is um they look at movies that are rotten on rotten tomatoes and they ask the question is it really that bad so they look at specifically you know bad movies and ask, is it really that bad? Um, uh, I've been watching, I've been listening from the beginning. I mean, remember this is like 2011. So a lot more things were okay in 2011. Hey. <clears throat> um, there's some very minor cringe moments. Um, a little bit of grace and a little bit of grace as they like find their footing. If you're going to listen from the very beginning, uh, you know, every podcast struggles for the first couple episodes, trying to find that footing. So, uh, but still high, high recommend for me. I've loved taking this, this trip back and re- listening to this guy, the, the chemistry that they have is great. The jokes that they make, the running gags they have. Um, I, I, I used to love this show, um, and I'm just reliving why exactly that was. So, um, yeah, it's that bad. The complete archives that'll do it for the show right. uh quick reminder stiff pop writers room is part of the studio dna network quick rem- you can uh, check out other great shows at studio or by searching studio dna in your podcast player and if you're interested in writing for stiffpop.com or you want to get in contact with us maybe send us a question to explore during the b plot then email us at writersroom at sifpop.com or contact me uh on twitter or letterboxd at schweitcastle actually you can't contact me on letterboxd but find me on letterboxd anyway or you can also dm the Sifpop, um, uh, Twitter, whatever you want to do to get in contact with us, uh, drop some follows and all that, you know. Uh, and don't forget, check out the Patreon. I uh, would really appreciate uh, uh, considering uh, the support there. But that's ways people can connect with me in the show. Uh, Chantal, let's start with you. Where do you want to send people to?
1: Um, everybody can find me at underscore akiraxo on Twitter. And also you can find me at letterbox.com slash Edna Mode. Yes, I have named myself after one of my favorite characters.
0: I just love how you have the original Edna mode, not like Edna Mode four five cat emoji, you know, like
1: <laughs> Yeah, someone actually tried to take my my name and I told them no, it's all mine. They asked me for it, and I was like, "Nope, it's mine." How much money?
0: How much money? <laughs> I wish they
1: would have told me because if they would have gave me a nice amount of money, I would have been go ahead. Right? But the-
0: that'd have be been my first question. You exactly. don't get to have it. You get <laughs> exactly. To buy it.
2: Nice. And Mike, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Hilty underscore Mike, and then uh, on both letterboxed and Serialized, uh, Serialized specifically for TV shows. Uh, Doing a lot more stuff on there, uh, M Hilti twenty um, four, yeah. Either one of those.
0: Yeah, I have serialized. I just it was really slow. Uh,
2: it's gotten it's gotten a lot better. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, if if you weren't on board with it when it first came out and it was slower, then give maybe give it another chance.
0: Yeah, no. It's just if I want to import right. tons of data, I don't want to wait five right. minutes between loading screens. So yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> There we go. Uh, thanks, thanks so much for joining me. I really had a great time. I mean, obviously, we've been talking for almost three hours at this point. So, you know. It was a fun uh, ride. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we'll look forward to having you guys back on at some point. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next time.